Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Tyler. And we are Midwest Mike's coming back at you live from the Uclick TV studios. Right here every week, you can catch us on the U. A little thunderstruck to kick us off tonight. Awesome Ooh, jam. Yeah. I could have just kept jamming to that. I'm, I'm feeling it right now. I'm, yeah. I'm feeling thunderstruck, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> um, you can check us out on uclicktv.com every week. Uh, just click on shows and Midwest Mike's. But uh, if you're watching this, you already know how to find us. So there you go. Um, our guest tonight is best known for his irreverent and occasionally offensive Royals Twitter account. Mostly offensive. At the <laughs> fake Ned. Uh, Chris Calmer, uh, Northland resident. He's an IT cybersecurity professional, weekly humor columnist for the Platte County Landmark and the voice of Park University Athletics and does some high school sports broadcasting as well. So welcome to the show, Chris. What's up, man? Thanks Ooh. for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for joining us. Thanks yeah. for leading me into Thunderstruck. You oh, yeah. the Thunderstruck drinking game? <laughs> I have not. How's yeah. that go? So We don't know how that goes. Everybody stands in a circle, right? There's 10, 12, 50. We do this at tailgate parties. Okay. Turn on Thunderstruck, and everybody has to have two beers in their hand. So first person starts, first person starts drinking, and the next time they say thunder, the next person starts drinking, and the next time they say – and there are about four or five spots where they don't say thunder for like – 45 seconds, so you got to keep drinking the entire yeah. time oh, if it's man. on you. It's a great drinking game. Good stuff. So wow. when, when we're, in, say, we're in the ditch already. Sorry. When, <laughs> no. Hey, when they say, you've been thunderstruck. Yeah, is that when, and then you go to the next one, it? and then everybody has to, yeah, chug do, do it. They, so. Do they make the guy finish it then? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Wow. That, that, that's, that's actually that a good idea. Great drinking, drinking you know, game. Seems we, very appropriate. We might have to try that, uh, <laughs> you know, at some point what? here on Midwest Mike. Drinking maybe. games on Midwest Mike. Oh, yeah, oh. yeah <laughs> maybe. Ooh. Yeah, going. To, I'm going to Nashville for the Chiefs game uh, this weekend. Oh, nice. So maybe, maybe I have to try that down there. You very know? cool. I don't know, oh, Chiefs. But uh, you know, anyway, just uh, talk. Let's first talk a little bit about you know, kind of how you got started with with the fake Ned Twitter account. I mean, that's how yeah. you kind of cr- came across my interest and, and Austin's interest. So why don't you just jump in and tell us how that got started? Yeah, so I, I uh, this was this was before Ned Yost was even the manager. I, I, uh, I started my own personal Twitter account. And then there were several other, like, fake Twitter accounts out there. There was a fake Steve Jobs. There was a fake, you know, the... the uh, Who's the Nebraska the Nebraska football coach? Fake Pelini. Fake Pelini. Yeah. So I was like, Campbell well, I'll just, I'll just – I'll make one. And I was just getting to learn Twitter just like everybody else. But the, there was something very unique in Kansas City is that there was a 
diehard community of about 100 or 200 people that were sitting on Twitter watching Royals games. And this is, like I said, six, six, seven, eight years ago. And so I started a fake Trey, not Trey Hillman was the account. And Trey Hillman got fired about four weeks into that account. <laughs> so I made it. Uh, I, and it was it was a true, like, fake Twitter account, you know, whatever. And then so I made it, uh, like, Fake Ned Yost was the, was the account. Had that for about a year or two. And it was mostly fake Twitter account, but it would just, it started to slowly turn into just my, my unfiltered uh, uh, stuff at, at life. And so... By the time I got basically outed as to who I was, it, it's it's really just my Twitter account where, <laughs> where I can cuss and be unprofessional. So, um, and it, it's it's taken off. I mean, it's been really it's been fun. It's it's nice to uh, have a, have a good time with it. It really is. Well, and especially especially when the Royals win or when mostly when they lose <laughs> lately, for sure. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this real quick. Now that you've got eighteen thousand Twitter followers, are you? Are, educational what's your what's your main target right now so um i'm i'm tweeting less the last probably year or so because there are there are ramifications to things that you tweet with 18,000 <laughs> twitter followers i'm i'm not any less crude or crass or or filtered but um, you know the world we live in. You want to make sure that you're not saying something bad about somebody, and so unless you absolutely mean it, and then Gary. and then, then you got to be careful because Gary. look, look, right, right, right. look at KK, KK. Remember KK? Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He has another person that needs to lose their Twitter. Account. Um, but I like that one. And then my job, my day job, got like super busy, so I'm I'm like not on it all day like I used to be at my old job. So you're, yeah. you're keeping um, Cody Thorne on track, right? Yeah, Cody's shout Cody's out. Good, shout Cody's out. good people. What's up, Cody? How hey, you doing, what's man? his girlfriend's name that won the tickets? I uh, do you remember the T-bone tickets that one game, one show we had? I, I don't remember. I don't know. But shout now. out to Cody Thorne. Yeah, no, it's it's fun. It's 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 neat when a lot of times you forget that that you have followers <laughs> and so you'll tweet something out. like i got up at 4 30 this morning and was just like, getting ready for work and and uh tweeted something out and like five people replied to it i'm like okay i kind of forgot that i have a lot of people uh, <laughs> yeah. responding to me so it's but it's it's been a lot of fun i mean royals twitter as a community has been amazing i mean it's it's seen the worst it's seen the best seeing the worst again you know and now it's kind of building back out of that so and and it really is a community you guys like cody and and you know we were talking about gat and and all kinds of other people mm -hmm. uh you get to know these people just through their online uh personalities it's, it's been a lot of fun it really has you're you're also the voice of park hill uh, or park, uh, park, park, park University. Park University. Yep, yep. I've, I've I've been doing that for a couple of years now. I've I've been doing PA and broadcasting for uh, their national champion women's soccer team or women's volleyball team. Sorry, their their men's volleyball team, their their men's and women's soccer team, and then um, basketball is what we're getting ramped up for. So like this weekend, I've got two. Uh, uh, AMC conference uh, soccer games, and then I got a basketball game next week. So it's it's been pretty busy. It's that's something that I've I've kind of just done as like a side hustle, but it, it's something I have I just absolutely love. Well, I we just, we love going over and watching the fireworks over there on the hill. Can, yeah. can you do the PA work? Sure. Announcing? I, I, I don't turn movie. down a lot of gigs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If there's a beer or a hot dog in it, man, I'll probably show up. So. <laughs> 
Yeah. So, we, I guess my question now yeah. is, is, what happens now with uh, with the Ned Yost account? Yeah. He's so retired. I mean, it it, Ned Yost? it it moved from the it moves from fake Ned Yost to the fake Ned just because I didn't want to. About um, in the middle of my account, I got a press credential to go out to uh, Kauffman Stadium and actually cover it for the newspaper that I was writing a humor column for. Oh, okay. And so there, there's like a picture of me interviewing <laughs> Ned Yost. It was really meta. And so I took the Yost part out of my name, and it's just the fake Ned. And like I said, it hasn't really been a fake Ned account for several years. Uh, so um, I, I think it'll probably just stick. I, I can't yeah. see... Uh, Mike Matheny is st- so far so drab and droll, droll, yeah. but that uh, I can't can't imagine that finding much humor in that account. So I'll just stick I'll just stick to my own stuff and fart jokes and whatever it is. So yeah, I, I mean the humor Those are the best of, jokes. You know the, the whole fake net account kind of when when it was first getting ramped up. Yeah, you know I mean I was new to Twitter just like everybody else. Mm-hmm. I keep seeing this thing pop up on my timeline. You know so and so like this or so and so retweeted this and it was yeah. it was all this fake net stuff and I mean you know. I I just, I, I started following it. I told him about it. And, you know, I'm like, hey, man, we, we got to check this out. And, you know, I mean, been following. And I, I just, I love the humor in it. Yeah, like, I, 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 I went to college a million years ago to be a sports writer, and, and that never actually happened. And so this kind of got, this kind of got my creative juices flowing again. And then I started writing again. And, and it's, it's just been a perfect avenue to just put dumb jokes out in the world. <laughs> yeah. People seem to like it. So. Well, no, I mean, Kansas City people especially. I mean, I'm sure with 18,000 followers, you got followers all over. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, I know, like you said, the Kansas City Royals community especially, they retweet a lot of stuff and, and, and just, you know, following kind of that hashtag KC yep. Royals and Forever Royal and all the things that we've experienced over the last five, six years. It's just, you know, if anybody is not following it, they need to be. Because there's a lot of good humor there. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thanks, guys. The, uh, yeah. Um, got warm and fuzzies all over. Right? Uh, so, yeah. oh, it's good stuff. Uh, yeah. Some, sometimes we can be nice. Cowboy you know? fans can be nice. I had yeah. no, no idea. No, no, no. Just wait. Just stay for the rest of the show when we get talking about Cowboys. Yeah, hashtag, I'm hashtag <laughs> fire Jason yeah. Garrett all the day. Yeah. All day oh, there we go. I need just to start wait. a fake Jason Garrett account. But <laughs> I think there already is one, isn't there? All it would be is him clapping, just memes of well, him clapping. I mean, you know, it's, it's uh, Chiefs fans, we only have so many years of – of Mahomes, you only have so many years of Dak Prescott, so you, you we need to be capitalizing on that. these years that we have these yeah. ridiculously awesome quarterbacks. Yeah. Well, so. Gary's Gary's one of these ridiculous fans out there that you know everybody's wanting to fire Andy Reid after you know oh, the no. sneak <laughs> run, the, the, the sneak run, and then yeah. you know uh, you know Gary's Gary's over there. After you're probably going to win the division. Chiefs may not even be there, and you're wanting to fire the coach, man. Chiefs fans are a lot like the, how Royals fans were about. Three years before they won the World Series, mm-hmm. just living and dying with every every breath in every game, and it's it's hilarious to watch. It's really really fun. Wait, hold on, hold on. Royals actually has consistent fans. That's my yeah, question. we do. Yes, yeah, I mean, oh, not really? a lot, but a few. Oh, oh. I'd like I'd like to call hey, them bandwagon there's, there's fans. your consistent fans yeah. right back there on your wall. Oh, take, but take a they peek. All come hey, from? I'm, I'm on that wall, and you can actually see yeah, me I'm, in I'm that up picture. I'm up there too. <laughs> I mean, you can see <laughs> me in that picture. I was up on the media podium. You can actually, you know, find me. It's it, I, I mean, that was unreal. 
I mean, my question, I'm gonna, we, we needed to show, where did you go to the restroom when you were at the World's, Royals Parade? It's a really I mean, good question. We were actually in front of a, a, a set of restrooms, and we, we never, never got, get to them. got close to enough to them. So um, that was the longest uh, traffic jam I've ever been in in my life. I, I had it to be back to maybe four hours. We were in, sitting in traffic. I know. Running. I know, and I planned. I parked in the media lot, which was right by the highway, at the very end of the uh, of the um, um, the train depot there, yeah. and uh, Union Station. And I thought, well, I could just get on. I had to get back to Chillicothe for a volleyball uh, banquet show that night. Um, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll tell out. you this: yeah. something happened. I don't want to talk about on the way home, and um, I didn't make it. Yeah. <laughs> That was a fun okay. time, though, man. That so, was <laughs> and it had to do with Rester. Sure. The Royals, oh, obviously, no. the transformation of the Royals, you know, was a lot of fun. Kind of yeah. like, like you said, we saw the lowest of lows. I mean, I remember when I was, uh, you know, I was in high school in the area in the late 90s, you know, graduated in 2001. And, you know, oh, I you're remember. just a baby. Oh, I remember going up to the stadium, and they would literally almost give you, like, free tickets. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just to get people in the stadium, if you'd show up around oh, yeah. game time, mm-hmm. and you know, and so now to see us win a World Series, I mean, just I talk mean, about I, that as as a Royals fan. Well, I mean, I, I, saw grew, I grew up out there. I, I mean, I grew one. up in this building, and I grew up at Kauffman Stadium. This this is a wow. fantastic remodel, by the way. I so I, I mean, I grew up there. I, I my my aunt would drop myself and my cousin off at, at the Taco Bell. And we would walk down, and we would just run laps around the stadium for four hours, harass all the security guards when we were seven and eight and nine. Mm. I was and we, uh, we love in we love you guys now. We love you guys now because we still have that going on. <laughs> I was thirteen in nineteen eighty five. We we bought uh, game seven tickets off a scalper at right after the home of the brave, right after the national anthem for thirty bucks a piece. Wow. Walked in, got to watch game seven of the World Series and and I was at every uh, World Series game in fourteen and fifteen. So I mean it was it was it was a great bookend. Now the twenty five years in between were garbage. Yeah. Hot garbage. Um, but it, it just what I liked about it is to see the town and to see everything that the town. This has always been a baseball town. It's been a baseball town since you were in diapers, um, and those those towns are. What's up, buddy? <laughs> um, I got stories about this guy too. Uh, oh, I, hey, I got I've got a drunken story about him. I, I better Uh-oh. I better not tell any because Uh-oh. he gets a chance after I leave. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no. This, I mean, it's it's. I've always been a baseball guy. Ronald, Ronald, will tell you later that you know we grew up around around the game, and and the Royals have been a big part of that. So uh, the fact that you know my little Twitter account or my some of the stuff that I've written is a small part of that is is just really really cool. My, my sure. mom and dad about got an, a divorce after the '80s World Series. Yeah. My dad goes in, runs in, goes to De La Salle High School. One of the cops working the outfield gate. Went to De La Salle High School, and he started talking. And they didn't know each other, but they knew somebody that knew each other. My dad gets in free. So he uses ah. the money that he was going to spend for a ticket on beer. Uh, sure. I mean, Comes why home. not? Why Smart, why not? Hey, hey, Willie Wilson's a friend of mine. I don't see a problem with this. Willie Wilson's a friend of mine. But, man, did my dad come home. I remember Willie didn't do it thing in that 80 World Series. Not a thing. No. He, other than buying new shoes, new glove, new socks, new everything. Didn't have new everything in 85. I do know that. I love it. 
Yeah, I could talk. I could talk royal stories all day. Yeah, well, <laughs> we'll keep going. Give us another one. Oh gosh, I mean, so I mean, the the probably the peak of my, and I'm I'm way on the decline of my Twitter account for now. But believe me, but I mean, the, obviously, the peak was in 2014 when Royals Twitter got this pen pal in South Korea uh, by the name of Sung Woo Lee, and we just started talking to him. And this guy was the most, is the most die hard Royals fan you've ever seen. He he goes back to like the bulletin boards. Um, for for Royals, uh, you know, following the Royals, and he's in Seoul, South Korea. Learned to speak English by watching MLB games on Armed Forces Radio. Wow! So we we took up this this conversation with him in probably 2013, 2014. We're like, dude, you got to come over to Kansas City and and watch the the Royals because you mean he knew the entire roster of the A League team at the time. So um, we talked him in to coming over for a week and a half. They don't get a lot of vacation there in, in, in South Korea, so he took a week of vacation, week and a half of vacation, came over, and it just coincided with them going from third place to first place. They only lost one game the entire time he was in town. Um, we, When he landed, it had gone viral enough to where every television network it was at the airport waiting for him. Um, he walked out of the plane to you know this throng of of, uh, of everything. He was interviewed by NPR and the New York Times and, and everything. And when he left back for South Korea, when we were kings of the town for, for a week and a half, we could go anywhere. And when he left, the Royals were in first place. It was the, the game where uh, Gerard Dyson did the backflip um, when we took first place for the first time and beat the A's. Uh, and and Sung Woo Lee was, was a small part of all that. He got to hang the W up on the uh, Hall of Fame when, when that was a thing. So um, And it was, it was probably the most magical week and a half of my life. We went down to – I'll tell you one other story. We went down to northwest Arkansas, probably seven or eight of us kind of shuttling him around town. We went to Northwest Arkansas to meet um, the team, and you know he got VIP treatment, got to go down on the field, got to watch batting practice, got to do. He knew every single player's name just by their face, just Jeez. just by their you know. Wow. That's how hardcore. So to this day, I mean, we went to South Korea a couple of years ago, <laughs> got to see the uh, World Baseball Classic when it was in in South Korea, uh, and he he's got a. a one and a half year old baby now, and he Snapchats us uh, pictures and stuff. So it's it's he's he's part of our family now. It's it's really really cool. So I mean that's that you can't put a price tag on that. It, yeah, it's been I mean really that's amazing. that's a phenomenal story. And you know, I mean, I kind of followed that story, uh, you know, through through the tweets and different things I saw. But um, you know, to hear you tell it, and you know, for a guy for his first experience over here in Kansas City yeah. to be Treated you know, like a treated a like a king. Yeah, that's king. yeah. phenomenal. We made a thirty for that's thirty about City it. Love. I mean, it was ridiculous. It was really really cool. So, yeah. so I got a question. Actually, I have two questions. Who is your favorite all time royal, and who is your favorite current royal? So, my favorite all time royal. It's gonna be when I, Brett. So I was an I was an obnoxious little kid. I know you're gonna find that hard to believe. <laughs> no but way. No people way. used to pe- people used to pay me a dollar or two to go sit somewhere else when when I went with games with oh, my dad. No. <laughs> and uh, I know Ron, I know Ron is really finding this hard to believe. But uh, <laughs> my favorite my favorite royal of all time is John Mayberry because I used because my dad had Ken, Power and Light tickets. He worked for Power and Light for thirty years, and Power and Light tickets were. 
they were good seats. They were probably twelve rows back of the of the home dugout. Yeah. Kind of down by first base, and I used to just yell "Big John," you know, yeah. all the time, and. You know, it's probably be halfway racist when you, when you say it when you if you would yell it now. But as, for an eight year old kid, it was amazing, and I just, I love that guy. He was this tall, and I would yell it so much that people would tell me to go sit somewhere else. Oh. <laughs> how, but, about, uh, how about how about the name Cookie Rojas? Cookie Rojas was great. Freddie Patek was one of my favorites just because he was so small. I mean, you, you know, you got George Brett. My son's name is Brett. Named him after uh, Brett. You and Brownie. Everyone loves you George and Brownie. Brett. Yeah. There's you no and Brownie. Uh, my high school, my high school, my college roommate was also named Brett. So there's kind of, I, you know, I got an out if, if he turned into serial killer or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. My favorite Royal now is probably well, Gordon's a free agent now. So um, Thank God. I would. I it's yeah. it's Whit, how can you not love Whit Merrifield? I mean, the fact love that him. he is he's an all utility guy. He's built that in. He's led uh, the league in stolen bases and hits the last couple yeah. of years. He will do absolutely anything. He he's, probably mops the floor after the game. Yeah, he looks when like the game's just a over. Blue collar guy that gets it done. And I, Ron and I uh, started our career a million years ago, umpiring and and and. I know Ron has seen a lot better uh, baseball than I have, but you like you like those guys because those guys are the guys that don't give you any crap. They get in there, do, do their work. Yep. They go home. They learn when they make a mistake. They don't blame it on anybody else. And it's, uh, I mean, that's that's the guy you want on your team. That's yeah. the kind of guy you want on a team. Love there's, Whit Merrifield. There's a lot of guys, and there's a lot of guys that he's influencing. You know, Mondesi and, and a lot of the younger kids that are going to be yeah. coming up the next couple of years. That's a guy, and I know he's he, he would be easy to trade because he could fit in almost any spot on any team. You're going to break some hearts saying but, some words like that, but man. But, yeah, he's a, he's a guy that he's he's a, so utility that he's almost a core guy that you really want to keep. So do you do you think that we shouldn't have gave Gordon that big extension and tried to go after Hosmer? Uh, Hosmer is my favorite. Hosmer my. Hosmer was ever going to resign with the Royals? Uh, I don't know. Thousand million. Years. I don't know. About he got I agree. This, he got this smoke show of a girlfriend. He dude. He was going to end up on the coast. One of the coasts. Period. I don't know end about of sentence. All that. He was never. Scott Boris is, was his is his agent. He was never going to sign a second contract with Kansas City. Mm. He got a ring with the first contract. Now he's going to go make bank in yeah. in Padre Land or whatever. Yeah. And just, I mean, that that is a guy that has always been a guy for the coasts. My heart the guy is that got screwed is Mustakas. Yeah, the guy that got screwed is Mustakas because the Royals Moose. could have re-signed him. Um, he wanted Lorenzo to go King. follow his buddy. With the second contract, didn't yeah. get it, and I mean he still landed fine with the Brewers. Lorenzo Cain uh, as well. I mean, uh, Mustakas, I think he is this year. Yeah, both. Um, Low Cain, Low Cain, that's another great story because he learned baseball late in his he learned ba- baseball late in his life. I think he didn't start playing baseball till after high school, or during late during high school. I'll tell you. And he turned into freaking Lorenzo Cain. Yeah. Now he's an all-star. So this is all house money for him, whatever yeah. it is. He finally got his first gold glove this Boy, year. The Royals um, missed out not re-signing him. Ah, see, I no, I'm dude, we were gonna be garbage in that last couple of years anyway. Why do you want to spend money on you Gordon Gordon, you give Gordon the money because you're nostalgic about Alex Gordon and he's gonna be the one piece from the 
Oh, I mean, he's the, the he's Alex no, Gordon. He blew that first World Series. I will always hold it back. He blew it. Uh, he should have went home. Will, will he should have went home. Willie Wilson blew the 81. It took him to no He could have made that run. I don't care oh what you say. God. There's all kinds of plays that play. I will always hold that Alex Gordon blew that World Series. Escort, yes, sir. Can yes, you sir. escort this boy out now? No, right now, no, Alex no. Gordon. I don't care. You can have all the science you want. Science can't explain a, a plate call. Yeah, science. No. For, for, for a team that hadn't been to the World Series since 85, it was a great warm-up yeah, year. It was a great warm-up warm year. Championship, not a warm-up. Well, you got to go somewhere. For the win. You don't let Lorenzo Cain come up, who had been struggling all game. We're in the small market. Bumgarner was on fire, man. Well, yeah. Bumgarner was not going to be denied. No. Serious. Yeah, totally. And I'm and I'm glad I'm not Bumgarner. Okay, okay, okay. We're off the rails. We're off the rails here on Midwest Mike's. Okay, now now I got I got a I got a question. You know, you said you umpired some games. I coach high school football. I would say that you know, JV. I'm the defensive coordinator for our JV, and I would say that. Referees or officials love me right here on those hey, Monday hey, you, evenings. You you got one, uh, you know, because I, I'm not afraid to, to let them know that they made a good call, or on the opposite that they yeah. made a bad call. And so I'm sure as, as an umpire, you have an interesting story or two. You don't have to name the coach, but is, is there somebody you remember that that just wouldn't let something go well, or that, that you may look, have missed? Look, you look behind you, story. real quick, so Gary. I, so I started umpiring when I was. Uh, <laughs> I started umpiring when I when my freshman baseball coach decided that maybe the playing wasn't the best thing for me. So I started umpiring when I was 14 years old and loved it. Just fell in love with it. Absolutely fell in love with it. When I after my freshman year of college, I decided to go to umpire school and try to be a, a major league umpire. Learned a life skill that you I've used for the last 35 years. So it's I haven't umpired a bunch of games every year, but there are years that I have umpired 200, 300 ball games and made quite a bit of money. Um, it is the best summer job that a kid could ever have. It is a hard, probably the hardest job a summer. It, so my son is 17. He tried to umpire when he was 15, quit after two games, came back this year and did very, very well just because of the maturity factor. It's hard to talk to a coach who is you know, not the smallest person in the world when you're 17, 18, 19 years old, and it gets harder every year because parents get mouthier. Um, it used to be back in the day, and Ron can back me up here, back in the day the coaches were the mouthy ones. Now the coaches, now it's the parents. All the kids want is the juice box at the end of the game. Um, but you, you work your way up, and it's a life skill that took me – you know, I've umpired games at, at – Ron will laugh because this is nothing compared to what he's done. I've umpired games at Kauffman Stadium. I've umpired games in St. Joe. I've umpired games all over the place. Um, it's just something that, that I absolutely love. And it, turned, and it taught me enough to turn that into a PA career, a sports business career, a, you know, being able to – follow just about any any sport in the world because you know how you've umpired so much you know how a, a, a game is put on you know how things are supposed to happen so it's uh and i got to train this guy who got became a, a way better umpire if, if, than if I it ever wasn't did. for this young man over here i would have never <laughs> been in this chair today how's that you know his passion and love for the game of baseball and umpiring 
got me involved and fired me up and you know i went to places i never thought and dreamed of i'd be in the middle of and did games so i mean thanks to him over there so well that's awesome and and well, let's our, be honest it's thanks to my dad it's I'm, got <laughs> nothing to do with me let's <laughs> uh you know our, our guest here to my right is ron rodriguez he is the mink league commissioner currently um and actually when you know when we booked you for the show tonight didn't know we were going to have ron uh you know some news broke last week about the mink league adding some new teams and through jim's relationship with the mink league and the teams he covers he said hey what if i have the commissioner come in and, and talk a little bit about that and it's actually funny i didn't know you guys knew each other until when you came in tonight <laughs> and we were talking and, 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 and there you go they didn't tell me that he was on and the only way I get to talk to him anymore is things like this because his entourage and his bodyguards—you <laughs> know, you, you can't get close to him anymore. So he's so yeah. big. So well, uh, Mark well, Hutchinson was supposed to keep you 500 yards see away there, from see. me. So that's, yeah. The, the reason—the reason we brought Ron on for this segment—he's got a story. Oh, oh does well, he he's a got story. a story. Right, well, no, story. I, I have a question for Chris. Oh, it's a question because because the the handle fake Ned. Yes. If I remember right. And maybe you've already talked about this. I apologize if you're going over, but started because of the ineptitude of the beloved Ned. Am I correct? <laughs> it, did. it did. How how now? Um, five years later, since he's retired and been in two back-to-back World Series, did that change for you in the account of the fake Ned account? I, I, I mean, that, now he's a beloved guy in town who's almost. When you say Royals manager <laughs> Dick Hauser and, and Ned Yost, and Ned are, might be even bigger than Dick now. So in, we need more mics for sure. Um, and I got to, I got to meet him one time, or I got to interview him for for a thing. I said he's fine. You know he's he's a good he's a good old guy, and I think it. It's, you're right. It started out as purely kind of a humor, maybe a slam account, or maybe a, a whatever. But who could not have fallen in love with the Royals over the last, you know, five years? And that softens everything that you do. And so I'll still make fun of the guy because his, he, maybe the first line of his obituary will be that he, he his, he's, he's bunting on his baseball card. So, you know, I mean, he's, he's a great guy and a great manager. And... I think that's what's so cool about baseball is that you can still rake him over the coals and still drag him and still make fun of him. He's he's a good dude for sure. All right, fake Ned, have you seen the picture uh, or the video of uh, of Ron Rodriguez being the drunken sailor behind the plate at the oh Meek League All Star Game? I oh my I've, God, you've got to share that now. I'm not sure that's ever happened. Oh, he I, was drunk. I, he was drunk. No, he oh, wasn't. <laughs> He took he he took a, a foul ball to the helmet. His wife tells him to wear the the new headgear, which is new and improved. He doesn't do it that night. And uh, so next that, that, thing you, you know, that, that, he, he's he's backtracking five know, steps. You know me well enough that I <laughs> it's the All Star Game in St. Joe about five years ago now. Four or five something, something like, like that. that. I'm working the play. Last time you worked an All Star Game. Last time I worked, yeah, there was reasons for that, yeah. <laughs> Wife. And so I order in this nice, pretty new, new mask, one, yeah. put in the, the, the great pads, put my great, you know, Jim Evans's uh, <laughs> yeah, mask in the stuff, bag, right? you know, and, and I'm just look, looking great. About in the sixth inning, there's this pitcher that's a uh, left-handed pitcher from Sedalia. The catcher's from St. Joe. 
left-handed batter from Nevada. We get into the count. Left-handed pitcher throws one up and in as the catcher sets up outside. He doesn't move his glove. Batter swings at the pitch. He doesn't touch the pitch. It hits me square in the jaw and the the chin. I look down, stagger about four, five, six steps backwards. I see the earth doing like this, (laughs) like the toilet bowl, and all I can think is don't go down. And you went down. next thing I know... Somebody's holding my hand, making sure I'm not dead back there. That was Matt Johnson's beautiful face, if you remember. Matt Johnson, you were like, oh, my God. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm dead now. I'm looking at Matt. You know, I was like, you know. uh, That's happened to me twice. It happened to me probably 10 years into my career, but Ray at A.J. Wilson. And then it happened in, I want to say it was in an AI game somewhere uh, when I was doing. But I had... I had the same surgery that Peyton Manning had to have a discectomy after a, I got a stinger is a long story. I'll tell you later. But that was probably five years ago, and, and I'm, I'll never be able to return to the level uh, where, you know, NAI or, or Mink or, or – I worked a couple of Ben Johnson games last year, and that was probably a little over where I should have been. <laughs> so those balls fly, man. Those those kids – those. Mink baseball, especially, I loved working mink baseball. I didn't do a lot, do it a lot because I wasn't as good as you guys are. But mink baseball is so much fun, and if folks have not had a chance to go out and see mink games, they're they're a lot of fun, and the 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 level of play is amazing, and the umpiring is amazing. If you're an umpire fan, the umpiring is really really good. Some of the best umpires in the Midwest umpire for the mink for sure hey, hey ron you know you, you're you're the commissioner of the mink league hey this guy's got an eighteen thousand followers on a fake account i think he needs to take over the mink account what do you think <laughs> God, i don't want to put him out of business guys that's, that's, not, that's not gonna work we, the we thing is to. you know with, without divulging any secret you know under desk type deals the, the league doesn't control the Twitter account for the Mink League. And, and your oh, son boy. told you. It, it uh, was, it's, it's actually done by a gentleman who a, is a big Mink League fan, and he got on board when Twitter came out before any of us thought it was going to be Twitter? as big as Chris made it. And uh, the guy just does a phenomenal job for us on our hey. behalf, and, and we appreciate him, and he does a great job, and we thank him, and he works with us. We communicate with him, and... So, uh, you know, it, it's not ours control, but the guy that's, gonna that's the best part of it is when, you know, somebody can just help you out of the kindness yeah. of their heart, right? And I, I want to clarify stuff. something real quick. Ron and I joke about this drunken sailor thing. I mean, because I sent him the video. He, he, he emailed me, I think, the next day. Can you send me that video? So it's been an ongoing joke. But, no, it was a scary moment in St. Joe for Ron. And, uh, I mean, you, you watch him back up three steps. And, the, I mean, he actually – look like he could walk three well, steps mean, that, backwards and, that's, and then that's went. a huge problem for umpires right now it's a huge problem for for catchers and umpires and it's just as much of a problem as as football players mm-hmm. almost more so because uh, plate umpires there are guys that do hundreds of plate jobs a year and and they're taking foul balls at whatever level i know guys that work six seven you know, NAI games a week, and so it's uh, it's really really tough. So I mean, it's something to it's something to watch out for for sure. Yeah, um, real quick story here before you know we we go to break and Ron and I hijacked your show. No, <laughs> no it's, it's totally no. I love it. I love it. And this story actually uh, kind of kind of ties why in. Don't let us cross the I know, river right? very this often. Is right? This is why yeah. we haven't seen each other um, in a couple of years. No, it uh, it's great. Um, you know, kind of. 
talking about, we were talking about the Royals earlier and Joe Randa, you know, played for some of those bad Royals teams that we talked about, but great guy. I coached a couple of his sons at Shawnee Mission East. Um, One of them, one of them played football, Jake, who's now in the Washington uh, Nationals minor league system kind of coming up. He just got drafted by them this last spring or this last draft. Uh, But uh, my first or second year coaching football at Shawnee Mission East, you know, I'm an O-line, D-line guy. So sometimes we get a little too close to the action. <laughs> and we're out there, you know, this is pregame. And we're out there, and I'm trying to watch the O-line. I'm up there. And I, I have, you know, very limited peripheral vision. So I'm up there, and I'm looking straight at the O-line. Here come we're running option. And, I mean, here comes Randa. And, I mean, he hits me running full speed because he's looking back for the ball. And I'm looking at the O-line, and I go flying through the air. And the only the only thing that's going through my head is when you hit the ground, get up, you know, because here's this fat old guy just flying through the air. I mean, I'm sure my arms were flailing. I'm glad it's not on film, but um, but yeah, I hit the ground, got up. I think I broke a couple ribs that night. Good job, you know. But uh, I think Randa decided that it, his future was in baseball too, because of that. At least that's what I tell myself that's, that's to fine. make me feel better, you right? Made it, you made a Nationals player. Yeah, uh, he ran into a brick wall. I, I think Matt Johnson would have loved his call. Oh There's yeah, a poke at you, Matt. <laughs> no, I don't know Matt, but no, um, yeah, Jake Randa, great, great guy. Um, any more uh, Royal stories here before we go to break oh, here, man, real quick? I, 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 I'm sure I got. Several. I, th- I, I think one of the coolest things to do if you're a baseball fan is to go out to spring training if you haven't been out to spring training. And don't go just go out for the games. Like Go in the morning and watch, watch how everybody associated with a baseball program gets prepared, including the umpires. I mean, it's, it's, there are people out there working extra hard, learning how, to, learning how to throw again, learning how to run again, learning how to get in shape. That's... I don't get out there very often, but it's I just go out and find a bleacher and I just sit and I just watch because it's really really cool. And if you're a huge baseball gearhead like I am, it's that's heaven for sure. So uh, no, I, Royals are great. Been been my passion for my entire life. So hopefully they'll they'll not suck. Yeah. Soon. Hopefully we'll win a few more games <laughs> at least next year, right? Otherwise, I'm gonna have to go get myself uh, season tickets to the Chanute, uh, what the Hoots. Is it they, the they have been, it's, you can still get involved with the name the team contest. Oh, okay. Oh, they're okay. having a big deal. They haven't named one yet. Yeah. All right, very good. There you go. Well, uh, I'm proud of you. You're not one of these guys that says I like October baseball. I'm a Cardinals fan. Those guys, I get tired of hearing from. You know what? You yeah, either support your team or you don't. Uh, okay. No, no, we don't. <laughs> yeah, we don't like those. No, people. no, we're nobody. I, I'm not a lot of good things come out of Olathe. Uh, I-35. It's all the only thing I could think of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's about it. Oh, fantastic. Thanks for uh, having me, man. I yeah, the account it. is the fake Ned. Um, again, follow him on Twitter if you're not already. Uh, we would love um, for you to add to that follower total. And, you know, it's it's a lot of good comedy and some humor. So I think I think comedy, too. Yeah. I think an umpire segment at the, at the 100 show would be fun, just having these two guys up there talking about umpire stories. Well, the best thing to have is, yeah. a, is an umpire is, is – Defend umpires when you have an account with eighteen thousand followers. <laughs> when, when somebody kicks a call in the World Series, and you're out there like, "Well, here's what exactly happened." They're yeah. Like, hey, hey so Ron, garbage. you needed him a few times in the mink. You needed it. You, you know, he didn't even use it for you. He was a mink umpire at one time. Oh, one of the best. I got my mink I mean, hat somewhere. So. Yeah. 
Yeah, I so, haven't got one of those yet. Maybe maybe at Show 100, yeah, we'll, we'll have you guys a segment. It. And you know, at Show 100, uh, it's going to be at the Well in Waldo, uh, and I'll be I'll send you all well. the info. Um, all of our guests that have been on, you know, we're going to invite back, and cool. we're actually going to have some food for you guys as a as a oh, thank you to uh, anyone who's been on the show. And uh, if you choose to purchase an adult beverage or two from the Well, you know that's. Uh, that's going to be up to each individual. Well, but, sure uh, what, purchase an adult beverage. What announcer yeah. used that phrase? What baseball announcer used that break, phrase? Adult what? beverage. Adult beverage? Yeah, there's one particular. I can't remember well, who it is. I mean, any Harry Carey or uh, or Jack Buck would be would be yeah. two guys that I think <laughs> Jack, Jack was knew their using way around the adult, an adult beverage. I, I think Harry <laughs> Carey had a few before the game, didn't he? I think they both. I think they were they were like doing a, a you know. A, a, FaceTime before FaceTime was born, drinking Entirely a beer possible, together yeah. from one from St. Louis, one from Chicago. <laughs> yeah, you get the, the the Prince of Parkville and his libation. So oh, yeah, absolutely. Old so Greece. fantastic. So uh, thanks again for coming hey, on. You, man. It, it was a ton of fun. Thank you. Um, we are going to take a short break, and then we'll be back with more uh, with Ron Rodriguez, the Mink League Commissioner. All right, y'all. It's that time again. This November, celebrate Hall of Fame weekend in Kansas City. Join the action at Sprint Center on November 25th and 26th when Mizzou, Oklahoma, Butler, and Stanford battle in one of the nation's top early season tournaments at Hall of Fame Classic, powered by Shot Tracker. Get tickets now at HallofFameWeekend.com or at Sprint Center box office. Hi, I'm Jimmy Chavez with the Jayhawk Sports Network. And if you would like to have the same historical experience in the same arena that KU, Mizzou, K-State, the Kansas City Kings, Comets, and many other college and pro teams play at, including a Final Four, then Hy-Vee Arena, formerly Kemper Arena, is your place to host your next basketball, volleyball, wrestling, or anything that can be played on a hardwood floor. You could host your next practice, game, or tournament at Hy-Vee Arena for as little as $6 per person. That's right, $6, anybody, anytime. We have all the amenities you need from team rooms, locker rooms, food court, and team meeting space. That's right, we are open to anyone. So check us out at HyBearena.com or call 816-505-0404 today to book your historical experience. Van life. It's been defined as the continuous, everlasting void of living in a van. And if van life is calling you, then you should check out vanduit.com. Vanduit can be used as a primary vehicle with seven-passenger seating, convertible to a camper van, or anywhere in between. Go ahead, give our site and blog again. We assure you, it's going to make you say, you, Vanduit. 816-944-2229. Or check us out at vanduit.com. The MIAA Volleyball Championship is coming to Kansas City for the first time ever. Join us Thursday, November 21st through Saturday, November 23rd for the first championship held at the newly renovated Hy-Vee Arena. Head over to the Volleyball Championship page at the MIAA.com to get your tickets today. Eight teams, three days, only one champion. Bring your A-game. Where are you from? I'm from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Uh, Carbonell, Illinois. From Kansas City, Missouri. We're from Omaha, Nebraska. Kansas City. California. 
What, so what made you choose Woody's over all the other dealers out there? Do you think? Definitely the price. I have so many different vehicles and a lot. No hassle. No fees processed. At wowwoodies.com. At Klein, we rent vans, minivans, SUVs, pickup trucks. We rent for church trips, vacations, weddings, construction, business travel, luxury travel. Kleinvan.com and wowwoodies.com for all your transportation needs. Pay homage to basketball legends in the National Collegiate Basketball Hall of Fame and interactive college basketball experience. The official Hall of Fame for men's collegiate coaches and players. We are the National Collegiate Basketball Hall of Fame. All right, y'all, it's that time again. This November. Hi, I am Gary. This is awesome. We are Midwest Mike's. Coming back at you. And as you can see by Austin's attire, Just I bad, have baby. finally converted. Finally converted Austin to a Cowboys fan. Finally. All right. After all these years of being friends, I'm a big he's time a Cowboys fan. I'm a big time Cowboys fan. Uh,. Best year of my life is 1993. Cowboys win the Super Bowl. Ever since then, my life's been terrible. What's up? I'm a Cowboys fan. Ah. Hey, <laughs> What's it's, up? It's I'm a Cowboys fan. I'm wearing a Des Bryant jersey. He didn't do nothing for my city. He caught it. He caught it in Green Bay. He definitely did not catch that, and he, uh, he let me down. But I don't care. I'm wearing his jersey. You know the crazy thing about me having to lose this bet? So the bet is, if nobody knows, if some people know, the bet is every four games for Chiefs versus Cowboys, whoever has the better record, uh, the other guys can wear the jersey, right? So the Chiefs killed it in the first four games. So Gary had to wear Chiefs gear. The Chiefs go one and three. His team goes two and two because they get to play the Giants. And actually, they lost to the Jets, which is crazy. Uh, Hashtag fire Jason Garrett. Yeah, that's a bad loss. I was really hoping that Black Cat was going to come in and screw your team up. But <laughs> the real crazy thing about this is Mahomes goes 0-2 and, and Moore goes 1-1. One and 1. I thought Matt Moore was going to save my Matt life. Matt Moore's the new starter. Matt, Mo's, Matt, <laughs> Matt Moore's not the new starter. <laughs> Matt Moore, mania. But I thought Matt Moore was going to beat Green Bay, and I thought we had a shot at beating him. So it should have been 2-2. Two two, should have been a tie. But anyways, I pay my debts, and now I'm wearing this Cowboys jersey. And it's, uh, it's comfortable. It feels good. Uh, I'm really happy it's not like a Raiders jersey or, or like a Broncos jersey or like a Patriots jersey. There are definitely worse jerseys you could wear. A yeah. lot worse jerseys I could wear. Well, and, uh, and let me clarify something. The part of the bet wasn't you getting booted off the first segment. You just got yeah. here late. You just I was got late. Here. I was late. He was running late, yeah. But that's so all that good. That wasn't part of the bet. That's all good. No. <laughs> yeah, I got kicked yeah, off. But thanks to Tyler. <laughs> thanks a lot. Thanks you know, Tyler, Tyler, Tyler took over. Tyler, Tyler pulling your dead weight. Tyler said he wanted to. Yeah, he's pulling my dead weight. He didn't and then, even have to bring Gary. Tyler said Tyler said he wanted to come in and just wear his K-State hat on air because he wanted to troll all uh, the KU fans. Yeah. Oh, and then he's, like, right. he's and then he's like trolling all the Chiefs fans wearing that Hunt jersey. And I'm like, all right, okay. So you you could you can talk about the Hunt jersey on the last segment uh, when we get there. But let's get to our dude? guest here who who did kind of come in in that first segment. Ron Rodriguez. He is the Mink League commissioner. Uh, it is his. I'm a fan. Yeah, I'm a fan. Ron. Wow. Woo-hoo. 
All right. Got, got some fans in the house. Wow. Third year, third year as a Mink League commissioner. Uh, he was an umpire in the Mink League and at the college level for about 20 years. So he's been around the league for some time. Prior to being named commissioner, he was the umpire in chief for the league, handling the rules, interpretations, and organization of the umpires that work in the Mink. His duties as commissioner, he has traveled to all the member locations, attending games, observing operations on game days. And his wonderful wife, Carolyn, who he gave a shout-out to in his bio here, scoring some points. All us married guys know how that works. Got to take care of mama, right? If you you saw the first segment, she's missed very few games. One of them was... The drunken sailor game. <laughs> right. <laughs> since then, she's never missed me at a game in the, since then. So. Yeah, so she's very been very supportive of your involvement in the Mink League and, and your baseball career. Very so, much so yes. Welcome to the show officially, Thank you for Rob. Thank me. Appreciate it. Yeah, no, we're, we're excited. Uh, you know, I, I actually, you know, being honest, I didn't even know about Mink League baseball until I started working with Uclick TV and, and Jim and, you know, he does a great job for us here on our show and allowing us to be on his network and taking up his time. And he puts a lot of time into, you know, covering the Mink League. And you guys have some exciting things coming up. We, we appreciate Jim's uh, oh, hold on, involvement. Hold on, hold on. I want to ask lighter what? side of things real quick. I'm not going to ask you who has the best whatever. What? Tell us your favorite food throughout the Mink League. Your fa- each stop, you have a Where favorite I stop. At? I mean, you, you take, just take it through the stops. Wow, here we you, go. You know, you can't beat ice cream social night at Nevada on a Sunday night. Or watermelon night. No, I mean, ice cream social, <laughs> cake and ice cream, I mean, on a Sunday night. Oh, man. In Nevada, I mean, that's Maybe one we of the need best. to do Midwest I mean, Mike's live in Nevada. Hey, we'll, we'll, just, we'll, we'll just take this right. Hey, we just go with Ron. Ron. Wherever Ron goes, we go. Well, I, yeah, hey. hey, I know All the right. schedule. You got to watch where I'm going to be at. What the Ron service. goes where the yeah. food's at. It's, it's right. <laughs> and the best game. All the years that was on the field. I couldn't participate in the cake and ice cream night. I can now, so that's yeah, that's part. good. Yeah, I mean, being being the top dog, the commissioner, you know, you got to say like, hey, we need to get these promos going so that I, I can come in and you know we'll bring people with us. That's right. Real quick, real quick for people that don't know, what is Mink League? Uh, stands for Missouri, Iowa, Nebraska, Kansas. It uh, goes back into the early uh, 1900s when it first originally started. The current version was resurrected in the mid-90s, somewhere in there. And uh, we currently are a nine-team league, summer collegiate league team uh, throughout the Midwest. Sorry. And uh, All right. Uh, promote uh, college players and in, in, uh, in the communities that we're in. And the communities, is, as Chris was saying, it, it's a fun place to go. Uh, of the nine communities, each one is different. It's like having your own kid, which is, you know, each one has its own personality. Uh, we go from a place like Clarinda, Iowa, which is uh, about a, a 30 miles dr- north of Murrayville, Missouri. This is our 66th year in operation as a franchise, so to speak. They go way back. Uh, a town of about 5,500 people and just across the Iowa border. To coming back this way, just north of town of St. Joe, that draws about on a good night, they can draw 5,500 people. So, mm-hmm. very diverse from where we go. Uh, Jeff City, Sedalia, Chillicothe, Nevada, Joplin, new franchises in Des Moines and uh, Chinook, Kansas. So they even have a they awesome. even have a pajama game. If if Sedalia makes it to the playoffs, there's 
they have a game because of American Legion baseball that doesn't. What time does that game start? Uh, when I was working still, we started one game at about 10.30, 10.45 at night, and I and got home about 3 in the morning. Game. I mean, the Legion takes over that field in Sedalia. So okay. uh, that sounds cool. It's basically, if, to, to round up the Mink League, it's basically minor league baseball, like the T-Bones, same on-the-field stuff, same off-the-field stuff, players are good. The only difference is it's college players versus players you got to pay. Okay, so you you get your players from, what, like local schools that are you in know, those areas? We have players from all over the country that are college eligible or just graduated. Okay. Uh, our, our teams are allowed uh, so many number of just graduated seniors. Um, they recruit by the by the coaches. Uh, so much as like Clorinda has generations that have played there now in sixty six years. You know, fathers, sons, and now grandsons possibly Ozzie playing Smith. there. Ozzy Smith played there. Oh wow. Uh, if you go to Clorinda, there's a big wall of players that have played there, of very notable names. Uh, uh, you know, Chris and I are from the Empire side. Kerwin Danley played there, the Empire. So, uh, who was the Chillicothe player that played for the Orioles? Was it Baltimore? Caleb Joseph. Caleb Joseph that recently played with uh, Chillicothe. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another pitcher that played with Chillicothe that's in the big leagues now. Uh, several of them that have and then have went on to play uh, T-bone type independent ball that have went on to play. So, well, it uh, sounds like it's some pretty good baseball. Trevor then. Trevor Hoffman played at Nevada at one time. Yeah. Um, okay, that's a name I, I've heard, um, and I know that uh, you know that it sounds like some pretty good baseball. It's great uh, baseball. You know, I, Very I know, competitive baseball. I, I enjoy. You know, the, the T-Bones are our lower-level team. You know, independent baseball. I don't, I don't mean lower level, but, you know, independent baseball. And I enjoy going to those games. I mean, is it that type of atmosphere at, at the Mink League games? Very much so. Uh, that type of atmosphere. There's things going on tailored to that community. Uh, Chillicothe has their own thing going on. They're, the, they're called the Mudcats. They have their little mascot, Muddy the Mudcat. Um <laughs> St. Joe is the Mustangs. They have the horse rally, rally the Mustang. Uh, the A's are at Clorinda, the Joplin Outlaws, uh, Nevada Griffins, Sedalia Bombers, which is close to Whiteman. They use the, the B2 as their uh, insignia. Not the plane. They don't have the plane flying over. No, it has flown over oh, before, though, yeah. Maybe oh, not has. on purpose, but I've oh, seen it fly wow. over. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, and, uh, Jefferson City uh, has their team, and then uh, Des Moines Prospects is the newest team. Yeah, I was going to say that that's um, you know some news. It kind of came out late last week about uh, you know the Des Moines Prospects, and then Chanute, who is yet to be named. Um, talk a little bit about what adding these two teams to the league is going to do for the league, and and what what is the deal with the Chanute not having a name yet, and how can people get involved with that? Uh, be honest with you, I, we have been a very stable league for about five or six years, the same number of teams. Uh, so it was time. We were very solid footing, uh, decided it was time, and, and things must be good in the world because we fielded probably eight to ten solid inquiries about coming into the league from different cities in the Midwest. 
Uh, we ultimately chose Des Moines and Chanute. Um, Chanute, I, uh, I don't know where to find out at, the Chanute baseball or down there, but he did say they are having a name the, the team contest to okay. get the town involved in it. And in most of these places, the town is very involved in it. It is controlled by the local people. Uh, the players are, are hosted by what they call host families. They stay with the local family for the summer. And uh, some of them make lifelong friendships. And, and, and let me ask you, if you become a host family, make sure you get in real good with the person that does takes care of the host families. So you get that guy that's going to be a Ozzie Smith, a Caleb Joseph. So you get that guy that's going to go on to the next level. Ta- yeah. Make sure you take care of that host person that takes care of all the host families. Even the non-Ozzie Smiths, though, are stay in contact with their families quite a bit. It, it is very neat how involved they become as part of the family. So, Yeah, that, that does sound like a really cool deal. Uh, you know, I know I've got some some friends and things in the Des Moines area, so maybe next year I can get up there and go to a Des Moines game or shoot up to St. Joe and, you know, check it out. I've never been to a Mink League game, but like I said, I, I didn't even know about it until we started working with Jim. And, you know, now that I have, uh, it's definitely something on, on my list to, to check out, you well, know, next spring. And, yeah, and I was going to say, you're telling me, are you telling me that you're going to force me to take a road trip up to Des Moines, Iowa and go up there and watch a baseball game? Yeah, because... Go, go to Nevada or Clorinda. Clorinda is a great one. They don't get a big yeah. crowd there, but it's baby blue, and it sits. It depends on the year, whether it's it, – you're in the field of dreams. True. Okay. You are – it backs right up to the corn. Um, oh, okay, cool. Saint, if you want to go to a big crowd one – fireworks in St. Friday night, average Saturday, night. Saturday night now. Saturday, yeah. night. Saturday night. Always in the top ten in summer baseball in attendance in the nation. Really? Average forty five hundred a game. Yep. Average well, forty five hundred a game. Well, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe we got to go to two or three games in two or three different cities. All right, well, I mean, if I, I have to, know. if I have to, Midwest Mike, just go. I, if I have to go to baseball games. Yeah, well, I, there's plenty of room in the car when no, we go. I'm, just I'm tell down. me, I'm, I'm down. We'll go. Let's I mean, go. Yeah, he let's. knows where the. You know, he'll tell you what. What are, you, what are you in the mood for this week? And he'll tell you where he's going. All right. What's so, down? Um, it's, down. Uh, hold on. It's ChanuteBaseball.com. ChanuteBaseball.com. There you go. Thank right. you, Jim. Well, fantastic, Jim. That, that's why Jim's the man behind the scenes because yep. he's got all the ins and outs and he knows how to run everything. You know, I, he presses all those buttons back there. I, I, I know he, something up. He's got like he's got a few search engines going at the same time, just looking up all the random stuff we talk about. I don't need like, that tonight. Hey, get over there. Yeah, so he, I already know these he's, guys. He's, he's, he's these. very well, uh, well. Uh, I'm, uh, find the word. the word. Find the word. Yeah, I'm, I'm you, lose the word here. I tell you, smart find when the it comes word. To League baseball. One of the nicest ballparks right. in in the Mink is in Joplin. It's old. Um, um, what is it called? Joe uh, Joe Be- uh, uh, Joe Becker's in Joplin. Yes. Yeah, Joe Becker Stadium. It's been rebuilt three or four times now. Uh, about five years ago, I think they redid it. That in was, the stadium that, similar. Looks similar to the T Bones okay. as the stadium part itself. It's very similar. Uh, nice facility. Turf infield, grass outfield. Used to be when I went there to work Missouri Southern games that it wasn't that great a facility. Metal grandstands, the whole works. They have now chair backs, press box, the whole works. I mean, it, it's a great place. Joplin actually built that for a uh, independent ball team. Uh, financially, didn't work out. And thank goodness uh, our team in Joplin now has full control of that stadium and dates and everything. So. 
Uh, it's their stadium to play in when they want to now. It's kind of the St. Joe of the South. South. The okay. stadium-wise. The, the St. Joe Stadium was a single-A Cardinal Stadium up until... 50, 40, 40, 50, 60, somewhere yeah. in there. So, I mean, it you know, it, it's a nice stadium. But Cardinals. And, and you know what? There's a party deck out there because the guy that you start, was one of the uh, original general managers for the T-Bones went to the St. Joe Mustangs with Dan Gershon, the owner, and there's a party deck out there. When you say party deck, Austin's ears perked up. Well, I first perked up when I heard it's Cardinals, and I'm like, ah, it's not a turn. That's not but a, that's a turn off. Deck. And I heard party deck, and I go, well. Oh. Yeah, then that was up. That was up for it. Did not they? They were the first ones. The St. Joe Mustangs were the first ones to put UClick TV on ESPN. Did you? Did I ever show you the horse? Did I ever tell you? Show you the horse video? I don't know. Okay, so they have a horse that runs around the outfield track after a home run. We have Coach mic'd up, and and Dave Riggert's on the call, and the horse. She's over there driving, going by, gets out to right field, which is the first, furthest point from her stall, high-fives the bullpen, falls off. This girl is not even a ninth grader yet. She's an eighth grader going into ninth grade. Her first year as the, the, horse man, the, the, the person taking care of the horse and riding the horse falls off. She's making that long, dreaded walk of shame back, and the horse won't come in. <laughs> The horse won't come in. So the horse is out there running around, and, 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 and Matt Johnson, the coach, manager at the time, is like, is this kind of the longest home run uh, celebration in history? And ESPN actually uses From the third base coach's box, by the way. Right. Yeah, yeah I mean, he's on. He's he, we haven't mic'd up live. And, <laughs> so and, you're, you're telling me that right now on UClick TV, UClick TV has been featured on ESPN. So therefore, I've been featured on ESPN because I'm on UClick TV. Yeah, it's true. Like what? in that six what? degrees of Kevin Bacon thing or whatever. Oh, you know? right. I mean, is, isn't that what he's saying? Well, but this video we're all on ESPN right remember, now. Now you got to wear remember, the mouse ears. I remember guess. the year the squirrel got used to loose at the College World Series? Huh? I don't. No, that that made ESPN. We replaced the squirrel, and then some other crazy animal replaced oh, us. Okay. But yeah, no, we we actually, I mean, it was the coolest thing. That's the awesome. girl, the girl falls off the horse, wanders around, and, and they use it for a. But she was okay, right? Was, she's yeah, it's she like a not top ten or something. They okay. This was better than that. It, it was Sunday Fun Day. They used it once in a segment for it was a Belmont or the Perkness. I can't remember. They said what a perfect segue into the Belmont, or, and they showed this. You know, I mean, it was really, really. I mean, it was one of those moments you'll never have again. Fantastic. So, pretty cool. Um, going into this year's uh, Minkley, you guys just got done with your meetings and everything to get everything set. When does the season actually kick off for you guys? Our uh, league season starts on May the 29th. Okay. And will be concluded by uh, the last weekend in July. Okay. Uh, knowing college baseball the way it is now, the players prefer to have a little bit of buffer there. You know, they'll start school as college kids somewhere in mid-August, early September. Mm -hmm. They'll show up and start playing fall ball. Uh, In most cases, it's either just now getting done or been done a little while. So they have this time from about now till they get back right after Christmas, and then they hit it back 
playing when they get back to school. Games start in the in the spring for college baseball around February first. Mm-hmm. It's cold in the Midwest in February first. Yeah, pretty cool. And they still want to play. So they start February first. They'll end up somewhere around the first of May, depending on what level they're playing and how deep they go into their season with the playoffs. Could go into mid to late May get their ticket, fly into Kansas City or wherever, and end up in Clorinda, Iowa, and start continue playing. They'll play to the end of July. Well, they miss mom and dad. They miss their girlfriends. They miss cruising the boulevard back home. So we've kind of arranged it that they've got two, three weeks that they don't have to be here and play. There are some leagues up north, not to mention leagues Northwoods, that will play right up to the 1st of September. And those kids are not happy. They, you know, mm-hmm. they want a break too. So, I mean, be realistic. These are 18, 19, 20 year old kids, and you know, I'm a long ways from that. But you're awful lot closer. That, that you know, they, they still want to have fun. So, I, I mean, mean, you know, I'm only 22. See, so, so you know, you know <laughs> oh, I'm right there. You were right. just that's, with that's Betty the, Lou cruising the boulevard one, one lie of the day. One lie of the day. It's one. You know, that was here, it. so here, that's how we gear our league is to. We, we play it hard uh, for two months. We have a few built-in rain dates in there. Uh, we have an all-star game, which this, this year will be held in Chillicothe on Thursday, July the 9th. Um, we'll have a home run derby prior to the game, and then we play an all-star game. We have two divisions, the north and the south. They'll play each other, have a great day of Mink League baseball. We have some scouts that show up, watch the players, see what's going on. And uh, we have a fun time getting together in mid-year. So uh, then we have the playoffs come the end of the year. Uh, right now we'll have six teams that make the playoffs. The way we've changed it up this year is the two division winners will be the one-two seeds, and then the next four best records will be three through six. Okay. So we, cool. uh, we play basically within a matter of about five days. Uh, three and six play. The winner of that play – number two or one yeah and then a number of the, those are the last two teams play best of three at the end of the year so uh, i've got whittle right here i got whittle the horse you want to see this segment you there guys want to yeah, see let's, this let's throw it on there basically espn now. oh yeah now right now i'm on espn gary Thanks. you got to practice and uh this is commentating gary. on this thing this is okay. gary from espn see, see See, there's there's the horse. Oh, she fell off. Oh, oh no. The horse is just running around crazy. Um, the players are trying to direct the horse back to the locker room area. I don't know what you call it, locker room area for a horse. The horse is pinned. Gary, you know, you're I out. Failed. You're out. Yeah, you failed on that. <laughs> Whoa, the yeah. You got to realize some guys. of these, look at some these, guys of these kids are city boys from California. They've never seen a horse, no less one running <laughs> loose in the outfield. Well, wait, yeah. the, what the run? The yeah. one kid out in right field was scared to death. I forgot about that. I think it was from Sedalia or somewhere. He was scared to death of that horse. It was a Sedalia boy was scared. Sedalia? Yeah, he shouldn't be scared of a horse. Well, but, not, what's yeah. that? If he was from Sedalia, but you know, he's yeah, true. You can see right there. Where'd he go? He, j- he jumped yeah, over the wall? Click, you click TV right there on ESPN. So Dang. We did on ESPN. No, the horse made Oh, that's famous. how Jim got that Rolex. Because he no. sold this clipboard on ESPN. I, I knew it. <laughs> um, man, that's that's pretty funny. That's pretty funny right there. And now it's back on us. So, 
Um, but we, we'll... we do have we do have some very special ballparks we play in. Uh, Liberty Park in Sedalia is uh, it's the co- chicken coop. It's the <laughs> I was chicken there. <laughs> I believe it was a I WPA a project park at one time, it's and cool. as he states. It's it's effectively called the chicken coop. It has chicken wire basically all on the front, and there are actually some birds that live inside it at times. <laughs> and so, you know, you get inside it, and there's birds flying around. Uh, the park in Chanute is using is a WPA park, the old stone facade uh, type deal. The St. Joe up was probably a WPA project. Yeah. It's been it's renovated, been the, uh, you, modernized. How, how many famous players are playing at the one at St. Joe? I mean, all, you, Mickey all the Mantle, guys, um, I mean, Ernie Banks, did he play there at one yeah, time? Yeah. Uh, a lot of them. Yeah. That is, that is awesome. Um, and, and as he said about Clorinda, I'm not, a, I'm not, even though I come from western Kansas, I'm not a big farmer, corn farmer, but they plant the corn in right field. There's a field out there that they swap every year because you can only grow corn on the land every other year to neutralize the land. And, and it gets late in the year. Behind you is the county fairgrounds. So you get all the little farm animals talking to you, the sheep and the, the horses and the cows. And then you look beyond right field and that corn's popping up about a foot tall over right field fence. It's like stepping back in time and, you know, fill of dreams or something oh, like man. that. That's cool. See, I'm a, I'm a city guy, so I don't know. I don't know how I feel about being really? out in the middle of the core. Really? It'd be a blast. You're, it's a blast. You're a city guy? I, you love Iowa. Guy, you, know. you love Iowa. What? He, he no, his house, I mean, the, the apartment he lived in in Iowa was in the middle of a field of corn. So I don't know what he's talking <laughs> about. It was not. It hey, was not he tried to corn. eat the corn, corn one night. Or was it corn? I don't know. Edible no, corn. it was right across the street from a Casey's Pizza. So, or a Casey's gas station. So That makes sense, too. Um, a young Gary Carl had Casey's Pizza for dinner probably three nights a week. I, know, be, I believe that. It's hard to beat, you know. Yeah. You know, I just walk across the street. Casey's and maybe a 12-pack of soda and, you know, go back home. Be good for the night. Ron, what's your, what's your favorite Mink League moment, your favorite that you remember, the one that – other than your drunken sailor moment? <laughs> um, the no, I, I had never up to a point had a no-hitter behind the plate. And as an umpire, that's kind of an ultimate thing. And I was privileged enough to have home plate in a championship game at St. Joe with all their crazy fans. And the way their scoreboard works, or the way they worked it at the time, until a team had got a hit, they left the number blank. They didn't put a zero up. They left it blank. And about the sixth or seventh inning of the championship game, uh, some of us were realizing what was going on. And... It finished as a no-hitter. My first no-hitter even from Little League all the way up, which was exciting for me. But even as we walked off the field at the time, probably three-quarters of the fans had no idea that this kid on the mound had just thrown a no-hitter to win the championship in St. Joe. And uh, till, so that that's probably one of my most exciting times on the field. So. You know, and I, I'm not going to say this because I like St. Joe more than Sedalia or Sedalia more than Chillicothe or whoever, but one of the best times in the Mink League is July 4th. It's big. I mean, Sedalia wants to come to St. Joe. They want to come to St. Joe. Fireworks, really great. You, 
by the end of the night, the, the, there's so many fireworks being shot off in the city limits. By the end of the night, you if there was a home run, we couldn't tell when out of the ballpark. I mean, <laughs> what was that, four or five years ago? That was a really dramatic – were you there that night? That, I mean, and, and St. Joe came back that night, there, didn't they? There is more fireworks shot outside the stadium on the 4th of July than in it. You can't and see that, it, Phil Wall. As it, and this was a cooler 4th of July, so the smoke – what do they call it, inversion or whatever, where the smoke was coming back into the stadium and settled in, and it was actually below the light standards. The lights were in, in the smoke, and we lost the ball till he actually saw it come out of the clouds and clear the fence. So. Now, to, to, to yeah, elaborate... John doesn't like that game. To, to elaborate, though, you back that up, because Sedalia does that normally on a two-night deal. Clorinda holds their 4th of July on July the 3rd. There is a little town about five miles, and I mean, if Clorinda's 5,500, and I say it's a little town, it's a little town. There's two streets in this town. It's about 10 miles, five miles east of, of Clorinda. They do their 4th of July up on the 4th of July. The they throw everything into this. They have a parade, goes up one street, comes down the other, track the pool, <laughs> the whole ball of wax. Well, Clorinda realized at one time there's no way they're going to match, you know, fireworks or fireworks with this little town over here because everybody in all Southwest Iowa is there. Every tractor, every animal, everything, it's in that town. So they do their 4th of July and July the 3rd. And I don't know how many years in a row I've worked up there. Same way. I mean, they are packed everywhere waiting on the 4th of July. The grandstands are packed. They're sitting in cars. It's actually close to a little park, too. Everybody's just... Everywhere in Clorinda, they all come into Clorinda on the third, and then Sedalia goes up there, and then they go to St. Joe on the fourth, back it up for a two-game two deal where they get double the Fourth of July fireworks. But it, it is a neat place to go to both of them back to back. So well, and I'll tell you, you know, Ron is blessed to be able to do what he does every summer, whether it's through umpiring or the commissioner of the Mink League. But he's even more blessed to have the wife at home that travels she doesn't she doesn't miss it i mean she's maybe missed two games in three years or something yeah. i mean she it, wants to make sure i make it home all right and there's one day she missed and i'm not sure but you you've got to realize 60 probably 50 percent to 60 percent of the players that go on to the majors go through college wood bat leagues and without these leagues I don't – is baseball at the majors what it is? I don't know. I mean, I don't – I think it creates that atmosphere for I mean, the majors. It creates opportunities for guys to compete and keep playing when they can't play with their college team because of the NCAA rules. Correct. And so it gives kids another opportunity to go play baseball and guys that really love it and want to get better. So, I mean, I agree with what you're saying. It We tell our kids, you know, at the high school level, coaching high school football – Compete, compete, compete. So it gives those guys another chance to compete at the game they love. And, right. I mean, by the, by that time, by college, obviously, typically you're either, you know, you're a one-sport guy by the time you've gotten that far. And, I, and so I, it gives those guys a chance. As I probably have missed and explained in the Mink League, he just kind of threw it in there, is we are a wood bat league. And most of these college players play with, almost all of them play with aluminum in the spring. 
and whatever they've you know made it yeah. harder to hit home runs or whatever it's still not the same as hitting with wood and it's still not the same listening that crack of the bat oh it's it's and funny so it teaches them how to hit with wood because there is a right way and a wrong way and whether the bats explode or not break you know mm-hmm. they're going to have to learn how to do it if they're going to go on to the next and level. i know the st joe mustangs used you know walk-off wood bats last year and so did jeff city renegades uh, yep. jeff city also um you know we've had trevor on the show a couple times who's you know part of that company and, and a big part and John, uh, Johnny really at uh, what they're doing. Johnny at St. Joe and uh, Mike at Jeff City. Back, Mike uh, at the meeting spoke up how they probably only broke one bat using his walk-off wood bats. That's so, fantastic. Were they That's able a, to get to the meeting this year? Were they invited? I don't know. Uh, I mean, we talked to them. We brought it up. So yeah, yeah. Um, it's a good local resource. I yeah, mean, they're they're out of Savannah, right north of St. Yep. Joe. Great, great guy. And definitely not trying to push them on yeah. you here by any no, means. Uh, um, just but, wanted to mention we have worked with you know we have had them on the show and it, seem like good guys and I know a couple of the couple of your teams do use right. those and well, it, you know it's another resource for maybe some of those other teams that are looking. Here's a story. I mean, both Ron and I went up to Clorinda last year. I mean, we were hoping to do something with Ozzy Smith. Ozzy Smith, what year? Do you remember what year he last last played there in Clorinda? No. I mean, it, it was in the late 70s, wasn't it? it, it yeah, at least, if not the mid-70s. And I think they, what they say, he's only like missed four or five times since he played there, going back to this fundraiser party they have once a year. Banquet. Four or five times he's only missed it. He goes back to Clorinda, Iowa every year. He didn't go this year because he was sick. One of the other times his mom was sick, you know. Yeah. But – that is what is romantic about the Mink League and other leagues like it is these players remembering these people and that's an important teaching factor when you're teaching high school kids never forget about the person that got you to that next step mm-hmm. that that town of 5500 wouldn't exist if it wasn't for their oh, let me rephrase it the, the team wouldn't exist without the help of their uh, alumni, alumni donating back and giving back to that they uh, they have a their own uh, they own their own bus which actually everyone's been painted that bright blue <laughs> called big blue and uh, about three four years ago on its way back from a, from a road trip south of saint joe caught fire and burnt to the ground and they lost one game i mean all the equipment the players are lucky enough just to grab what they had in their seats, mm-hmm. get off the bus, save their lives and their personal effects of that. They lost all their gloves, all their cleats, all their uniforms, uh, and including the bus. And in a matter of three or four days, the alumni had sent gloves, bats, cleats, donated money to get another bus going. Uh, it's just, just how it is with that community there. Well, who's, That's cool. Who, who was the other player that was there that night and also the the Royals uh, g- manager from uh, Omaha was Brian there that Holberg. night too. Yeah, um, Mark, Brian. Brian's sons played there. Brian played there at one time uh, in the past. Um, I can't remember who was there that night besides Ozzy, but they... No, the player that coach is there now or... You know, from California. Um, I can't remember. I'm drawing a blank, too. I know. I know. We're getting I know. old. We're getting old, guys. Yeah. It's all right. It happens. It happens. So, Meek League Baseball uh, will start up toward the end of May. Maybe we'll uh, 
be able to have you back on before before then. I mean, that's, that's be about six before months and I'm away. Hold you to yeah, it'd be cool. We're, yeah, we're, we're yeah. All, yeah. we do a college, college game day kickoff with Ron at, at one of the where at his. We'll let Ron. Yeah. All right. Ron, Ron knows where the Ron knows where the food is. Sure. You know, <laughs> hey. We we'll sure. just have to see who's serving what that day, right? Hey, okay, let's do it. I mean, as, as looking at me, I don't turn down much food. <laughs> so. Okay, you never told me your favorite thing from each ballpark, <laughs> though. We got we got to the ice cream. Well, it doesn't get any better than starting off with dessert and ending with that. I mean, <laughs> that sounds good to me. Come on, yeah. man. Yeah, that sounds good to me. A homemade homemade ice cream and homemade cakes, man. That's that's just it. Yep. Yeah, that's the pinnacle right What's there. What's your wife's favorite ballpark? Uh, the closest one. No. <laughs> you know that it's it's kind of funny, but I'm going to say probably Clorinda, and it's kind of mine too. There, there. It is mine too. There is such a fan there that when I was working the field, I would you know like come under the field. And she would follow from the parking lot close by. Well, if she stopped and went to the restroom, there was a couple fans that became friendly with her, and they'd holler at me, where's she at? You know, they weren't, heck with me. Yeah. Where's she at? We want to see where she's at. You know, ever come set with us. We visit with her. And so. Uh, I, got, I got the perfect scenario. We go up to cover postseason baseball with Zach Mackey in the University of Iowa, right? All right. And then we come back through Clorinda and, and cover uh, the opening day ceremonies in Clorinda. How, how's that sound? Maybe, yeah. If it lines up, let's do it. Yeah. Do it. All right, um, let's take a quick break, and then we'll be right back here on the U Midwest Mics. Pay homage to basketball legends in the National Collegiate Basketball Hall of Fame and interactive college basketball experience. The official Hall of Fame for men's collegiate coaches and players. We are the National Collegiate Basketball Hall of Fame. All right, y'all, it's that time again. This November, celebrate Hall of Fame weekend in Kansas City. Join the action at Sprint Center on November 25th and 26th when Mizzou, Oklahoma, Butler, and Stanford battle in one of the nation's top early season tournaments at Hall of Fame Classic, powered by Shot Tracker. Get tickets now at HallofFameWeekend.com or at Sprint Center Box Office. Hi, I'm Jimmy Chavez with the Jayhawk Sports Network. And if you would like to have the same historical experience in the same arena that KU, Mizzou, K-State, the Kansas City Kings, Comets, and many other college and pro teams play at, including a Final Four, then Hy-Vee Arena, formerly Kemper Arena, is your place to host your next basketball, volleyball, wrestling, or anything that can be played on a hardwood floor. You could host your next practice, game, or tournament at Hy-Vee Arena for as little as $6 per person. That's right, $6 anybody, anytime. We have all the amenities you need from team rooms, locker rooms, food court, and team meeting space. That's right, we are open to anyone. So check us out at HyBearena.com or call 816-505-0404 today to book your historical experience. Van life has been defined as the continuous, everlasting void of living in a van. And if van life is calling you, then you should check out VanDoIt.com. VanDuit can be used as a primary vehicle with seven passenger seating, convertible to a camper van, 
or anywhere in between. Go ahead, give our site and blog a gander. We assure you, it's going to make you say, you, Van Duet. 816-944-2229. Or check us out at vanduet.com. The MIAA Volleyball Championship is coming to Kansas City for the first time ever. Join us Thursday, November 21st through Saturday, November 23rd for the first championship held at the newly renovated High V Arena. Head over to the Volleyball Championship page at the MIAA.com to get your tickets today. Eight teams, three days, only one champion. Bring your A-game. I'm from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Uh, Carbonell, Illinois. From Kansas City, Missouri. We're from Omaha, Nebraska. Kansas City. California. So what made you choose Woody's over all the other dealers out there? Do you think? Definitely the price. I have so many different vehicles and a lot. No hassle. No fees processed. At wowwoodies.com. At Klein, we rent vans, minivans, SUVs, pickup trucks. We rent for church trips, vacations, weddings, construction, business travel, luxury travel. Climbvan.com and wildwoodies.com for all your transportation needs. Pay homage to basketball legends in the National Collegiate Basketball Hall of Fame and interactive college basketball experience. the official Hall of Fame for men's collegiate coaches and players. We are the National Collegiate Basketball Hall of Fame. All right, y'all, it's that time again. This November, celebrate. All right, I'm Gary. This is Austin. I'm Tyler. We are Midwest Mike's First time all three of us have been on camera today. We got Jim up there behind the scenes. Man, what an awesome show we've had tonight, guys. How about that music? Yeah. What? How about that who? Music. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah I thought you were saying, I thought you were saying, how about the Wildcats? Yeah. You know? Wait, Emo, yeah. baby. Hold on, you all worried about guys dance? Hold on, you all see the music dance? What well, happens that rock dance you, you were worried about getting the rights to this music, and you can, you can use that one? I don't know. MIAA was, so I did. Huh. So he did. Cool. So we're in. All right. Um, congratulations to Platte County last week, winning over Winnetonka. Yeah. Midwest, Midwest Mike's Game of the Week. Uh, Chris Runke from Platte County and Montre Moore from Tonka were the players of the week. Yeah. Tyler, talk a little bit about that game uh, and how it was. Runke, just an excellent leader. Uh, he was he – was, he was pretty good to interview and talk to. You know, I, I asked him who his favorite player was. Of course, it's Mahomes. Um, so they're they all great. Uh, Montre Moore, very down-to-earth kid, big kid. I mean, he's not big in the sense of tall. He's just a bowling ball, man. And they, they had some trouble stopping him at first. It was a really good game in the first half. And the second half came by, and I don't, they just kind of fell off. But uh, they're – both teams were awesome to watch, and there were some exciting plays. If you watch Snapchat at Midwest Mike's on Friday nights, um, it was a good time. I had I had a blast doing it. I got some I got some good coverage on it, and saw some saw some really good football. Yeah, it was. Uh, I really enjoyed watching it. You know, I, I like both of those coaches. Um, 
you know, at Platte County, Coach Utes, and then yeah, at Winnetonka, um, Coach Palmer. Yeah, both Palmer. really good guys. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, Palmer is he's a down to earth guy, and he I feel like he has a lot more enthusiasm. And that's not a knock on Coach Utes at all. I no. mean, Coach Utes is, is very good at what he does. Yeah. Platte County's been good for a long time. Yeah. But, but I got to meet both of those guys this summer. Um, you know, just the, the thing that stuck with me about Coach Palmer from Winnetonka was the enthusiasm that he brought to the segment. See, the, I got I got a calm demeanor from him. And he, he didn't sound – I mean, when I was talking to him – he wasn't very disappointed. He he thought his guys out there at Winnetonka, they went out there and they played. They're a pretty young team. Yeah. So and it was only his second year there. Yeah. So they got some pieces with Montre Moore and quarterback, I forget his name. Uh he's got some pieces there. He's got he's got some guys in there that are, are gonna get down and work. I think Winnetonka is gonna be a tough out next year. Yeah, I definitely think that Winnetonka had they've had two really good years under coach palmer and i think that the, they're only moving up yeah yeah winnetonk is on the rise and uh, um, next you know, year and platte county is a really good team they play smithville yeah. this week yep uh, you know which will be a really good game that's there. gonna be and, a uh, blast they kind of they kind of call that the battle of highway 92 yeah that separates Whoa. them and that'd be that'd be a know, cool one barn burn. that's barn yeah. burn yeah we should be we a should, game yeah that'd be a good one for sure so um, we are still working on our game yeah. of the week for this week. Uh, we have reached out to a couple different schools that are the home team to get access to those games and so have not heard help. back as of right now, 8.32 p.m. on Wednesday evening. Someone help, help me help out. Us. You know, help me out. You I want to go watch some football this you weekend. You find uh, Tyler a game. Yeah. Uh, got a wristband. I might even get you a T-shirt. Hey, all, all hey I'll tell you what. If, even if it's like a little country school. Yeah, I don't even care. Let's go, baby. I just want to watch good football. It's playoff time. It is playoff time. Playoffs? Playoffs? All we need playoffs? Playoffs? Permission from the athletic director to get into the game and be on the field. Let's try and win a game. I don't need anything special. I just need to get in the game, get on the sideline so I can do my thing. That's all we need is just permission to get into the game. So hopefully we'll hear back from one of those schools. Someone, please help us. Oh, I know you sound uh, a little desperate, buddy. I am desperate. I want please, to watch football please. Friday. Please. Uh, I emailed you guys today. Uh, I did hear back from Coach Hood, but I haven't heard back from the athletic director yet. So hopefully we'll hear back from him by the yeah, end yeah. of the week. But All right. Um, Thursday on the U, um, while we're talking about high school and then college sports, you can see actually some college basketball, which I know a little bit about. Uh, Pin Valley basketball. All right. Okay. Why? Um, men's and women's. There'll be games on the U. One at five and one at seven. Gary's. Oh, that's right. Yeah, No, he has eligibility, so yeah. he's actually playing. Yeah. I'm in the I, game, I son. Sorry if he needs me, just throw me a jersey. Three A, the three shooter, dude. I, Steph. I don't play defense though at this point in my life. Well, then you just like <laughs> Steph Curry, baby. Uh, yeah, I just stand on there. They throw me the ball, I jug up a three, and it goes in. He's like, say, he tells you, talk Magic. Steph Curry how to shoot. Magic. Yeah. So, Magical. <laughs> um, Friday, or also Thursday, is soccer, Savannah at Chillicothe. Uh, another big game there. And then Friday, you can see Park Hill South versus North Kansas City or St. Joe Benton versus Chillicothe, all on the U. Uh, coming up in the next two days, you can check out our Snapchat. We will have a game on Friday night. 
Just not sure where we're at yet, but we will. Yes, we will. Be at a game Friday night. So you make know, sure you follow Midwest Mike's on Snapchat. There's, um, there's to see a, all of Tyler's great coverage. There's there's an intriguing matchup out west with Topeka High and Lawrence. Yeah, that's all. I mean, I'm always down to go watch Devin Neal play. Yep. So, so if if you know, like I said, we will have a game Friday. It just depends, you know, where we'll end up. So, what, yeah. what about Coach Sev? Last week with Rockers and uh, that wonderful. How long did you they say? They got to win. How long was the field goal? Oh, the, I, like, I don't know. It's like f- almost fifty yards or something ridiculous for high school, and they won. Yeah, they, I mean, they, was, they do a good job. I thought he was going to be done. They got to win. Um, they do have a tough matchup with Liberty North this week. Ooh, uh, yeah, that's, tough. that's a good one. Yeah, could be Coach Seb's final game. Who knows? Um, but uh, but yeah, high school be, sports. It's it's getting down to it. That'd be a fun one to go watch. It's yeah. That time of year. Yeah, Liberty North. I have I haven't done Liberty North or Rockhurst this so, year. Yeah, so maybe I'll email them. Yeah, sweet. I don't know. You know, and see what we can do. Someone just pulled through. Yeah, but anyway, <laughs> uh, power rankings here. We'll kind of quickly go through our power rankings yeah. this week as. You know, the show is running on and on. It was a great show. Great show tonight. I, I, I got to drive to Chill Kathy tonight. So let's hey, by the up. way, we lost our video here. Yeah. I don't know if that makes a difference, Jim. Okay. He knows. Okay. So, um, let's start with power rankings uh, number 10. I had someone new. Uh, it really hurt my soul to do this. I had Cowboys. Okay. How does that hurt your soul? I had them at 10 last week. that soul. Because this is Zach the best Prasca. team in the country, baby. America's team. We got uh, we got we got Mari Cooper. We got this black cat helps us out. Bam, Danny Dimes, nothing. And, and that's Jerry we Jones. show up on my we show up on Monday Night Football. We them boys. Yeah, he started really slow. And that's too. Jerry Jones on the on the actually hotline. they kind of goofed up and kind of won that game. It was a weird game. Yeah, uh, my Cal- number ten is Minnesota Vikings. Ew. All right. Okay. That's about right. Uh, hold on, I got mine listed. My number 10 is also the Minnesota Vikings. Went down a few spots for me. Um, lost to the Chiefs. Uh, we got Manny Moore. Actually, a resurgent defense. Like, you know what? Let's talk about the Vikings. I'll talk about the Chiefs later. Uh, Vikings still a pretty good team. Actually, could have won that game. Uh, a few mishaps, right? Kirk Cousins, still Kirk Cousins. Slides way before he needs to, unless he was scared about getting blown up. You guys saw that that third yeah, down. He runs. Slides. He slides way early. It's because and Kirk so Cousins that's isn't a, a very good quarterback. He's a really, really good average quarterback. That's probably the best way to say it. Yep. Maybe. All right, number nine. I had the Vikings. Just, All because, right. just because they're so high. Okay. I had um, the Houston Texans back oh in my, my top God. ten. For the first time in a couple weeks. But uh, they got to win this weekend. So, Houston moving back up. Yeah, same. Houston, yeah, same. We're, so far, we're on, we're on point. Houston's on number nine. It's, it's that Cowboys gear you're wearing. Makes you think like Making me. me feel like a real Cowboys fan. Yeah. I don't know. Tyler, number uh, eight. Seven. Or eight. 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 Yeah, eight. eight. I got the Seahawks. Seahawks, huh? Yeah. I think uh, that's a little low that, for them. It Not is. But they, they haven't. Somehow they've skipped that Jason Garrett is a mediocre coach and has been mediocre for a while. In the 10 years as a Dallas Cowboys head football coach, they are 5-5 five and five off of a bye week. And to me, I mean, that's the definition of mediocre, right? 5-5, five and five, 500. 
I tell you what, every single week you should look up. You should, every single week you should look up a stat that proves your point. Like one stat every week, and you're like the stat of the week on Garrett White should be week. fired. He's off five and five off a bias. Time to prepare five. for the Giants as they did for the Cowboys. <laughs> And they look like they were going to win that game for a little like bit. They were gonna, yeah, yeah, five and five off five a bye is bye. not good. I mean, Andy Reid's what like a lot in two or a lot in three? Yeah, uh, off a I actually think with the Chiefs, Has he lost I think I know. I think with the Chiefs, he's undefeated after bye. And because I, I mean, mean Belichick, Belichick off a bye. I oh, I, I, it's got to be probably stupid. Yeah, he's been there forever. So it's got to be like ninety percent or something. I mean, yeah, seriously, I mean, and that's what I'm saying. Great coaches. When they have more time to prepare, they're going to beat you. They're going to have their team ready. Jason Garrett's team, the Dallas Cowboys, came out flat yet again. Yeah. And against a decent team, they would have got beat. Yep. Yeah, you're right. But uh, the Giants they, are really bad. They, they, or the New York Jets. Like, if, I'll tell you, if they go out yeah. like yeah, if they go out like that against like <laughs> Philly, like they beat Philly, if they if go they out like that out against like Philly, Philly, they get embarrassed. They get killed. Yeah. Seriously, if they go so, out like that against Green Bay point, or the five Saints. Five five, mediocre. All right, I'm got? a you know it's because I'm wearing this Cowboys gear that I got them so low, but I got Casey Chiefs number eight. Whoa. Uh, I'm keeping them low because I don't want to have expectations too high. But I do think the Chiefs looking at their schedule and Mahomes is probably back this week. He did full practice today, probably back this week. Um, so Chiefs looking forward. I really I actually went through the schedule. I got like I got. One loss. I got well. I got two losses. I mean, they should win at Tennessee this weekend. Two, they should win at Tennessee. Two more losses. On, even with Matt Moore, they should win. Uh, two more losses on their record. One is uh, for me. It's Patriots on the road, and then the second one is a random. That's it's just going to be a loss that we shouldn't have. That happens in the NFL. But in that, Chiefs end up probably going eleven five, make playoffs. Bam, we're in. Mahomes wins Super Bowl. It's over. There you go. All right, number seven, the Bills. Bills. All right. I don't have the Bills in my top ten this week. I also do not have the Bills in my top ten. I have been high on the Bills. But number seven, I have Green Bay. Yes, they did lose a terrible game at San Diego. Um, But I liked Aaron Rodgers' comments after the game about we didn't focus the last 48 hours. Not throwing any specific player under the bus. But I'm sure there were some guys on that team. It was their first time ever in L.A. as being an NFL player. And if you're in L.A. with a little bit of celebrity, it's probably going to affect how you play on Sundays. I would think so. So that's my number seven, Green Bay. They'll be fine uh, in the NFC. Number seven for you, Austin. Uh, My number seven is the uh, Dallas Cowboys. Okay. Uh, I think seven's a good spot for me to have them. I think think Dallas still is a good team. I think they're still going to win their division. Um, I don't think they're going – I you know, at the end of the season, I kind of thought maybe Super Bowl, maybe – I don't think so, uh, but number seven is a good spot for them. They are a good team. If they do get, if they do get really hot. They can be a good team. They have the talent for sure. They have the wrong uh, coach. Co- they're not. They're not coached very well. You can tell. So number seven, Cowboys. All right, six. New England. Wow. Whoa, that's way too low uh, for New England. Hold on, no timeout. If you remember last week, they moved down to number four, so they only went down two for spots. You. Yeah, for, for me. No, listen, they have not played nuts. anybody, and it showed the Ravens beat the brakes off of them. The Ravens did, but the Ravens were a good team. They still did. They, exactly. And they played no one, and they I mean, looked good. I, I, All of a sudden, they played someone good. You don't no. make your schedule? I don't care. It goes by strength of schedule, Gary. It's not, it's not by wins That's and road. losses. Road game. It's an NFL road game. I also, I'll tell you this. 
as I'm kind of watching this game, and I'm sitting there kind of thinking, and I'm like, does Belichick, does Belichick know that he might see Baltimore in the playoffs and said, you know what? I ain't scheming like I will. I'm not going to scheme. I just don't think he they're does ready. Cra- he does crazy stuff like that. I, I agree with that comment on Belichick. I'm serious. I think Belichick does save some things. He does crazy things. Like, did you see when he wanted to waste like he wanted to waste time during that one game, and yep. he, he got the intentional penalty and an, an intentional is, false start. Is, is far and away the best coach in the league right now. And he knows, and he knows, and he knows that he has uh, like Please, a three like, game this lead. Game really doesn't matter. Yeah, because I'm still going to win my division. Yeah, I'm still going to be a top two team in the AFC. Yeah, Chiefs are two the best team. Uh, the next yeah. team is like two games behind still. So, yeah. so All right. who's your six? My six uh, is the Chiefs. Can't say Chiefs. Okay. Um, you oh, know, they, shoot, Tyler's like way high on them, dude. They, they won a game with, you know, they won a game with a backup quarterback. Your backup quarterback's supposed to be able to come in and win a game or two um, for you. Hopefully Mahomes will be back this week as we travel to Tennessee. Um, we'll be there. So make sure if you're going to be in Tennessee this weekend, tweet us at Midwest Mike's. Say, hey, we'd love to have a um, drink with oh. you, a water or a Pepsi. Oh, all I have to say about uh, that is, Pepsi. look at the Chiefs' strength of schedule. They lost to the Packers. You, can, Yeah, they lost it, to the Packers. Yeah, the Packers are a good team. How do you just uh, grind take my ears so Chiefs hard with week, this crap? The Chiefs last week for me were at eight. Tyler, you got to take it easy so because in their the last – I'm, I'm a big Chiefs homer, but in the last four games, the reason I'm wearing this jersey, they're one and three. Yep. Yeah, well, you, when you lose your all-star, your franchise player, it happens. He went 0-2. Huh? The, the, the dude went 0-2. Yeah. Matt Moore's 1-1. Yeah. I'm not yeah, saying that Matt Moore's fine. better, but I'm saying so it's – So I'm saying the Chiefs moved up for me this What week you're saying is there's more problems they've out all, there than we thought. Yes. Yeah, there as, is. As we've there's seen, the injuries, offense, yeah. the offense has flourished still, and the defense, defense has is come on better. too. Yeah, defense so, is coming on. Okay. All right, my number six is How many sacks did Moore have last week? How many sacks did Moore? I, mean, you, how many no, times? I don't know. Actually, I think just one or two. I, I mean, think he, he looked he, like he was just getting hammered all game long. No, no, no. He's he really not really not bad. Really not bad. Uh, and I thought Matt Moore did a really good job. Stepping up in the pocket, did did good job. Good pocket presence. Moore did exactly exactly what you want your backup to do. And Andy Reid is also a very friendly system uh, with quarterbacks, you know, and as we Andy know. Reed. So. Andy uh, Reid make it yeah, he's, good. Uh, how about San Diego last week? I forget those dudes. <laughs> All right, number six, uh, Seahawks. Yeah, six. Seahawks, good team. Everybody talks about. It. We say the same thing every week. Pete Carroll. Uh, you know they go up a little bit. They get they uh, pick up a uh, they pick up what's his name? Um, uh, Gordon. Gordon. Gordon, which Gordon. is a, for for pennies on the dollar. Uh, so yeah. they get they get Gordon on that team, and, and they're looking good. And Russell Wilson's a potential MVP. So Seahawks six. Okay, five. Green Bay. Green Bay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I can see where they're still at five. I mean, you're going to lose a game on the road in the NFL. They just didn't look very good. Gary, did you rank they Green dropped. Bay yet? Uh, yeah, I had them at seven. Oh, okay. uh, my number five is Seattle, which you just talked about. I mean, Pete Carroll's super consistent. Uh, keep doing what they're doing. I had them at six last week. They got another win, so I moved them up a spot in my rankings to number five. Uh, yeah, my number five, Green Bay. So, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers... Whatever, really, it's really one good. Game. That's yeah, for sure. 
it's out of conference. Like a really goofy too. game too. A road game, it's all right. Whatever. Road games in the NFL. Are tough. Out of conference, it's, no matter where you go. Yeah. They're still going to win the Seriously. NFC North. And yeah, they're still. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, no matter where you go, right? Uh, they're going to win the North. I mean, you're right, Tyler. Yeah, uh, I think so too. They'll be fine. Uh, number four, Ravens. Ravens here too. Uh, I've been preaching about Lamar Jackson all year, and finally, finally, somebody's listening to me. He's so, been pretty good. He's been pretty, pretty, pretty. Good. I was better than Prescott. Lamar Jackson. Better than Dak. Who's your four? So. My four is the Ravens. My four is also Ravens. Wow, it's a good spot. Sweet. Wow. Pretty sweet. Uh, yeah, I mean the thing is, too, you go on the you you go to home. I mean, anytime you beat New England, it's a big win. Oh but yeah, especially in the way home. they did it. But I'm with you. I think maybe Belichick was saving some stuff. I think and he was saving stuff. I'm, I'm not trying to make excuses yet. for it, but I, I seriously think he said, "You know what? I'm good. This is a road game." I think the Ravens are just that good. Of a I want to show off because the dude was undefeated against uh, first year and second year quarterbacks. It wasn't. But it I really, wasn't, and it I wasn't still, just like a fluke win. Like they were dominated. They were dominated. I still yeah. don't think right. Lamar. I, mean, I still don't think Lamar Jackson is a great quarterback. I think he's like all right. I think he's yeah. in the perfect system. Hey. Uh, to me, Lamar Jackson is exactly what coaches, NFL coaches, would have hoped uh, Tim Tebow would have been. Is how he is. Really good he's runner. Got a few more tools than Tebow. But. No, he's what they he's what they wanted Tebow to be. Yeah. Develop the pass, not as like tall. a decent. Because the Lamar Jackson, if you still you break down his passing, it's not good. He's not, he's not a good passer. He's just not good enough. He's good enough uh, with a good the dude. If the guy was on like the Chiefs with a not amazing defense and a not amazing running game, we you know we'd be we'd probably be you know a two or three win team because he can't carry a team. Uh, but the system is designed really well. The defense is really good. The running game is really good. The running backs are really good. Uh, you got the perfect coach and perfect system for him. So Ravens number four. Number three. Chiefs. Okay. It's pretty high, buddy. Nope. I think it's pretty high. Being nope. You're being a nope. homer, buddy. No, I'm not. Yeah, you're being no, a homer right now. They dropped. They dropped and they lost. They beat a good Minnesota. According to you, it's a good Minnesota it is team. It's a good Minnesota so team. So that is a value win with Matt Moore. It is a good How Minnesota team. How did Matt Moore team. do it in, in Miami? They moved from eight to six for me, so they moved up. Yeah, yeah. and I've seen yeah, – Well, they were at five for me, and they moved up I've seen up that same three. team so lose to the Colts we're, and the We're Texans, talking the so. same here. And they're getting Mahomes back. They're getting everyone else back. Reggie Ragland's going to start playing. It's The Chiefs are going to start hitting their stride I right believe now. you. No, I'm, I'm with you. No, you're not. You're not. You. You're I am not. with you on no, that. You're no, you're not. You're hating. Number three for Get me out of here. Is the New England yes. Patriots. The guys, our 3 2 1 is probably the same, right? I got the New England Patriots. Our 2 and 1 probably the same. I still think that the Wait, New England your three Patriots. Chiefs? Chiefs. Shoot. New England Patriots, I think, are still the best team in the AFC. Mm. Um, even though they did lose to Baltimore, that's still only well, one loss. Obviously, they're not because they lost to Baltimore. Uh, anybody can win a game. And the Chiefs beat Baltimore. And it was on the road. Yeah. So, so. <laughs> um, one, one game. A season does not make. So, Pats, number three. Uh, Pats, three, same same thing. Whatever. Yeah. Belichick, Just, not bad loss. Two. Like, it, Our two and one two? is the same, guys, right? Two? Who, Who's I don't your know. two? Because Tyler would be the guy that would say three, something crazy. Two, one. Saints. 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 Okay, Saints okay. and Niners. Saints and Niners Saints at one. Niners. Uh, San Francisco, for me, jumped from three to one. Saints stayed at two because they were on a bye. Yeah. But, San Francisco, the only undefeated team are, left. Can we? Can we? Uh, can we just? Are we all in agreement that San Francisco is really this good, or are they just? I think they are. 
I, I've been on the San Francisco hype train since summer. I don't know. I I'm yeah. I guess I haven't really watched. They have strong I, defense. I know I that. I picked them like, to win that division. Um, he did. did our I was on. Show. I was a wild card guy for them because I still really like the Rams, and I still do like the Rams. But uh, it's gonna be a tough one with Seattle. Yeah, man. I mean, if you want to play devil's advocate on San Francisco's schedule, it's it's so bad. It's so bad. Their schedule is super easy. Their strength of schedule is really garbage. But they're like whooping those teams, they're right? They're whooping those bad teams. So uh, good teams find ways they play to win. Seattle this week, it'll be a good match. This is going to yeah. be this will be the big this, test. This is where we find it's a really out. Really good game. Yep. We have, and uh, what we really hope for, like for as far as NFC Championship goes. Really would hope for to, yeah. if we can get Saints we got and old, Niners. Old Jimmy G and uh, Jimmy Russell G. Wilson. We get like Niners, Packers, or something like that. The NFC Championship is going to be really good. Uh, AFC Championship will most likely be Patriots versus Chiefs. Probably Chiefs. And uh, I don't know the way you're talking. Sounds like I, dude, I'm ranked. To, you know what? I pray. Right now. I, take it easy, dude. I pray <laughs> for the Chiefs to really start doing a lot better than the Cowboys because Austin, you don't look very good. Blue and white. No. Sorry, Gary's hat looked great. Gary's hat looked great. No, I think yeah, red. Red your color. I don't think I look great. No, but Gary's, Gary's making me he's, feel he's a lot better. That's now. Gary's Sorry. bias. Oh, I know um, that. So that's our power rankings for the week, guys. Um, show 100 oh. is coming up. This is show 94. So let's talk about show 95 first, which is next week from Johnny's Tavern in Prairie Village. We will have Coach Sean Hare. Coach Chip Ufford, who have both been on the show previously. And then we will also have Coach Lauren Lawrence. Booker Sooner Lawrence. Yeah, who played basketball, right. women's Booker basketball Sooner. at OU. And, you know, she has not – she will be making her Midwest Mike's debut. But uh, next week, yeah, we'll be kicking off kind of the winter sports for Shawnee Mission East with the three head coaches for boys, girls basketball, and then for wrestling – Two of the three we've had on the show before, and it'll be a it'll be a great show live from Johnny's Prairie Village. So come on out and watch and hang and, out. Come and on you know, Johnny's hey, Tavern, get you yourself your football so, picks that hey, night too, huh? You doing your football picks that night too? Well, football picks. Yeah, if we have time, we'll okay. see. We'll see how time. Football is picks going. for what? No, our uh, power rankings. Oh yeah, we'll do the power rankings. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll we probably will. squeeze it in toward the end. I. Uh, I got some weird looks, and I wore this jersey in here. And I just want to remind you all that uh, Kareem Hunt is back. Kareem this week. Kickahoe? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. All right. Kareem Hunt. Kareem He's back. Why'd He's get, back. Why don't you get that Cleveland jersey going, dude? Yeah. No, I got that kind of money. Uh, oh, okay. by the way, by the way, I was wrong on the KUK State game. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> How does that taste? <laughs> that crow tastes good. I, you know, I, I was just... You know, I'm just kidding. This guy's like yeah. the worst... I'm just kidding. This dude, this dude went out and bought a KC. He's like the worst bandwagon fan there is. The dude lives in Lawrence. Who? So that was a good Me? game in Lawrence, though, he right there. there because he's, he, he was a KU fan, and then they started doing bad, and now he's a K, now he's like a K-State, Iowa, yeah, Iowa State go. fan. Yeah. Slash... Slash Kareem Hunt, slash Cleveland Browns, slash Chiefs, something. Slash Cowboys. Slash by the way, Tyler, by the way. Slash State Tyler just fan. signed their ticket to the MIAA Volleyball Championships right here at Hy-Vee Arena. Wow. I know you're Go Rillas, oh, baby. They're signed, they're signed Go Rillas. They did it. Nice. And they're they're nice. going to be here. Very good. So really? Yeah, show 95 I'll have to come week. check them out. When is that? Um, Do you know the dates for that? 21st? Yeah, 22nd? 21st. 23rd. That's North Kansas week. City Basketball Jamboree, same Thursday night, will be here as well. 
Sweet. So a lot there of stuff go. to come at there. <laughs> There's yeah. a lot of if you if you cool. like. Yeah, I was gonna go through the events here in a second. Uh, okay, sorry. No, <laughs> you're bad. good. My bad. My bad. Uh, oh, show so 100. Sorry, Gary. <laughs> Use hashtag MM100 oh. on social media. That's December 22nd. <laughs> I'm gonna deck you in a minute. I know. <laughs> First sorry. time ever punch on Midwest Mike. Four to seven p.m. Ready or three thirty? <laughs> actually, it'd be three thirty to six thirty, but. Um, this weekend coming up at the Hy-Vee Arena is the Next Tech KC Expo gaming event, a uh, little eSports. So you can get tickets to that event on the website, hyveearena.com uh, slash events. Uh, there will be the Kansas City East Lions basketball tournament on November 9th from 8 to 6 p.m. Uh, Mid-Continent Public Library meeting is going to be here. Uh, <laughs> Everything's you know, here. If you're interested Wait, in that. Laughing. That's a real event, baby. Come on. Um, this one I think Tyler will like. It's the Yoga Pants Gallery Hero Day. Oh. So, Tyler. Hey, we might uh, do a game of the week on that. <laughs> you know, let me see if you guys know this. What do girls what do girls call the boy version of yoga pants? Do you guys what do girls call the boy version of yoga pants? Gray sweats? No. Oh. It's a joke or something. Baseball pants. Oh, they, yeah. they, they, okay. they, they, yeah, girls true. of summer love those, those baseball pants. Yeah, all right. True. So that's all on November 16th, 9 to 12. Um, also on November 16th, there's another Kansas City East Lions basketball tournament, and there's some more events coming up, and you can check those out at highbearena.com slash events. Hey, thanks. Well, can, can we move uh, Midwest Mike's to Thursday the 21st for uh, – Maybe do a special North Kansas City Jamboree. It's the that's I think that might be the first Jamboree of the basketball season in the area. It'd be yeah, fun. We, Maybe we can get we some possibly can. get some Snapchat footage of it. Yeah, possible. We'll be talk fun. about it here in a minute. I think uh, yeah, because the twentieth we have a basketball game at Penn Valley yeah. on the Wednesday. Uh, so. What's 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 Austin's schedule at? So yeah, we'll have to. Yeah, we'll have to check the schedules and figure that out. I have no clue. Also, in other words, in other words, we're all married and we got to check with our wives. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I don't. I do what I want, and then I. Oh. And then I, I just. I just. I just. I take some questions later. Tyler, what's that? What's Guess that? What's what? that Tomorrow page again? Was that? What's that Snapchat page again? Tyler at Midwest. Oh, the Snapchat. Tyler at Midwest Mikes. No, that's Twitter. That's my Twitter. I'm gonna put that on Twitter. At Tyler Mikes. I'm putting your wife's comment on Twitter. The Snapchat, though. Check out Game of the Week. We will have a Game of the Week. We will. We have to have a Game of the Week. We'll have one. We'll gladly I do Lawrence and Topeka. week three of high school football. That's when it really gets good. Well, we, we need to well, find some. three of the playoffs. Yeah. But we, we need to find someone other than Lawrence because I'm going to the Lawrence and Derby game if the, if it happens. So, yeah. But this this Topeka high and this Lawrence game, that's, that's an, that, that is a – yeah. Going to be a big matchup. So we got a lot sure, of college college prospects playing that. Yeah, make sure you check out DJ Showtime. Uh, I can't wait to hear him. Yeah, DJ Showtime KC thirty four on Wiki. Twitter at DJ Showtime KC thirty four eighty one on Snapchat. His phone number is eight one six two six zero two zero five six. Call him, and when he answers, just hang up. Or yep. when he answers, say, and he goes, "Hey, hello," and you go. You know why, and just hang up. So, hang hey, up. hey, hey, Gary, take us out, and then we'll, we'll go play some futsal down there with the kids. Let's, yeah, let's go some play some futsal. Behind us. I'm futsal. out on that. It's time. It's it's like beer thirty right now, man. Yeah. So, 
Um, make sure you check out DJ Showtime. Show 100 is coming up. We'll see you guys next week live from Johnny's in Prairie Village with the Shawnee Shanice. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.